Michael, I got the keys, so I just come in and you know, comment on the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? <laughs> Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let me see what Spider Man number one looks like. I guarantee you blows the road like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! You listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct. From All Game Studio, Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you just stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have half of the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum. He's our nigh invulnerable brawler. And resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Thank you for making time for us this week. <laughs> of course, Moses Magnum. Of course. Uh, also, our special uninvited guest helping us out, making sure that you all can hear the dulcet tones of Fantastic Forum. Tiger Claw's on the line. What up, Claw? Uninvited guest? I think not. Considering you're right, we didn't invite you specifically. And consider, considering I, considering I am the one that's making this all possible. Just saying. Oh, jeez. Look, and you're he's, the, one, the reason we're number one. That's what. Uh, that's what that it too. is. That too. And he's Heisenberg over here. He's the one who knocks. Everyone knows that about Tiger Claw. He is the danger. <laughs> Uh, as for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mayor Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. It, it's just Mo and I today, man. I don't look. Everybody else, uh, friggin' our silent assassin Jay, our intrepid senior reporter Oz. Everybody else had something else they had to do. I'm happy I was able to make it. I what would have happened if I like had to work or something, Mo? Would you just trudge down a, 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 along yeah. all by your lonesome? Yeah. You and Tiger Claw. I, I have a, a contingency plan for that. That's fair. I'm not mad at that. I'm, ha- I'm happy Dog to hear contingency it. plan? Because it happened one time where it was just going to be being Tiger Claw. And I'm, I'm down. I'm ready. And then Joe showed up out of the ether. like Yeah. And then Oz, too. There it is. I didn't get to use the, that show, so oh, I still have Mo Moe's the Batman of Fantastic Forum. He he always has a plan. I know all your weaknesses too. They're, and he knows all of our weaknesses. 
Yep. That's rough. I, I feel like my weaknesses are pretty apparent. <laughs> I feel I feel like it's not hard to I'm not hard to figure out. Uh, this name in chat I, I can't really pronounce it. it. Says uh it would be the world's longest mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Magnum> heavy metal minute. <laughs> I'm surprised how many people enjoy those. I didn't think anybody would. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah oh, man, you make it interesting, dude. Really, honestly, it metal metal news and stuff that goes on in the heavy metal community is way more interesting than a lot of other genres of music. I, probably because it's just kind of really tight-knit. You know what I mean? Would that, you argue, it's a little like... Would you argue go that ahead, uh, metal news is probably more popular than the comic book news that we normally provide? No. Nah, I wouldn't say that, but yeah. You know, it's the heavy metal minute is like the comic book news we used to do when we first started. Like, it's the news that nobody gave a shit about. And now it's big news, you know? That's true. That's true. Like, when, when we initially started this show, it's like, you know, t- talking about what was the, you know, the latest comic book movie news even wasn't like anything that special to most people because they weren't big business yet they weren't the 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 nerds haven't hadn't inherited the earth quite yet so oh. it hadn't went mainstream it hadn't been it's not pop culture quite quite yet not not comic book news other stuff video game news was pop culture i think in fact i could give you a little interesting mm-hmm, uh teaser for later let's hear it is this guy is mad at a book that published the picture of his friend's suicide. Oh, jeez. But that friend that's mad used it as an album cover. Oh, see? <laughs> see? <laughs> that's there you go. Metal news. But, but the other part of it that makes the Heavy Metal Minute work is your passion for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could tell, like, you put a lot of love into it. And so, you know, obviously... When you're passionate about something, other people become passionate about it, too. It gets their attention, you know? So don't get me wrong. I I will say that there are people that probably could be reading some of the news from Heavy Metal Minute, and I would be less interested. But I think between your passion and, and, I mean, actually, I think, too, you do have great, uh, you you pick great stories. I'm sure there's other less, (laughs) there are other less, uh, interesting stories you could be adding in there that you probably just, you know, filter out. Well, you know, there's a lot more stories. I get probably about 15 stories a week. And, uh, you know, if, if I do, if I would do all 15, it would be a longer show. Yeah. Word. Right. Right. Anyway, welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you today because, uh, we, as we just mentioned, there is going to be mm-hmm, Moses Magnum Heavy Metal Minute. Uh, we're also going to bring you the latest and greatest in comic book news. Uh, turns out we're also going to talk to you about uh, Netflix's new uh, series, Daybreak. Uh, we're going to talk about Spider-Man uh, number two, the the J.J. Abrams, or I should say the Abrams family uh, book. Uh, we're also going to bring you... Uh, some some uh, commentary 
on the HBO Watchmen series. And uh, I think that's it, right? Am I forgetting anything? We could, do, we could do Titans, too, since we're paying for the app. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to catch up on that. I haven't done it yet. You, didn't, you missed the whole show and you still haven't caught up. Yeah, well, I've been working like crazy, man. Like, I, honestly, like, literally right up until I jumped on Skype, I was working. And I've been working all day. I'm I'm really tired, to be honest with you. Like, you know, so, you know, my, my people, please forgive me if I don't know if I sound a little off or if, I, if, if it's going to come where it's like, oh, okay. Did Larry die? Sorry. Uh, yeah, what happened? I don't, I'm back. I'm oh, there you are. Oh. As, as I was just talking about how tired I was, I literally fell asleep. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't fall asleep. I, I picked up uh, the call instead of merging it. <laughs> and so I effectively uh, kicked myself off the show. Because that's that's how tired I am. I don't know how to work Skype anymore, apparently. So forgive, forgive me. Anyway, well, like like I was saying, I'm tired because I've been working a lot. So if, if I'm not, if I don't have the same, if I don't bring the usual energy, please bear with me, folks. You know, if you can call in, help me. You know what I'm saying? I, your energy. I'll feed off your energy. You know, I'll feed off your energy. Uh, before we do, the, but before we move forward with the, the show, let's make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, and ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. We'd like to also thank Jeffrey's Comics, um, and you know, you can give them a call because they're an awesome comic book store. The number is three one zero five three eight three one nine eight. Thank you, good sir. Uh, if you want to jump on with Fantastic Forum, you can hit us, Fantastic Forum, on Skype, or you can jump into the All Games chat room, chat.allgames.com, allgames.com slash chat, or go to allgames.com and hit the live slash chat button. And, uh, uh, yeah, we'll bring your comments directly out of chat and, and into the show, such as uh, Derek H. What up, Derek H.? Saying biggest metal news is baby metal busting onto the billboard charts. Wow, did that happen? Yeah, but they're not metal. Is baby metal not metal? I mean, they technically are, but they're not like they're not. They're 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 pop with heavy and distorted guitars. They're like a, it's a novelty band, not a not a straight act. I mean, is that old man talk? Possibly, but I mean, they say the same about Ghost. Other people that aren't that aren't like half my age. But I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, are there people that you know that are older metal fans than you that are like, oh, that's not metal? But you're like, it, it's definitely metal. What? Well, yeah, it, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're just performers. They don't. I, they lip sync. They and then they'd have a separate band that is. The music is incongruous to what they're singing. Like it doesn't go well. Like they can put some other musical bed pop musical bed and you won't know the difference like it'll be it'll just be a pop song you know what i mean so uh, so So, like the band their backing band is a metal band i guess 
What? So none of the baby, none of the people that people think of when they say baby metal, none of those people play instruments. Let me put it this way: any metal band, you tell them, "Oh, this person left the band." People are like, "Oh, this band's not going to sound the same." You know, they, they had three girls. One girl left. Now there's two girls. Nobody notices that there's two girls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. they're watching a Vegas show when you go see them. You're not watching, you know. Like, I went to see Amanda Marth this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. We were in a metal concert there. But you go to, you know, you can see Baby Metal on Vegas. Like, you can't see Amanda Marth in Vegas. You know what I mean? I mean, would if you could see a metal band you liked in Vegas, would that make them not metal? Uh, I, well, it's more about the people that will book them. Like, Baby Metal will get, you know, in a nice theater, in a casino, something, you know? I'm on the market. Gotcha. Play like the House of Blues. Okay. But yeah, I, I don't like. I I don't know. I don't know enough about them to say they're not metal fully. Like show you why they're not. But I'm sure like 17 people write their songs and shit like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's fair. That's fair. Um. So yeah. Yeah. So welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh. While we we have. Someone heeding the call already? Caller, tell the people who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. Uh, my name is Hecht. I want to talk about metal. Let's talk about There metal. it is. I, I thought he was going to say, my name is Hecht, and I am funky. I'm not feeling funky today. That's okay. I'm feeling fucky. No, oh, jeez, whoa, well, fuckery. There's know. tiger claw. If you, La- you know. we, last week it was cunt bombs. Now it's fucking fuck. <laughs> Man, I forgot about cunt bombs. That was a great episode. Yeah, because Larry wasn't there. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even. I haven't even had the time to to listen to it. I don't know. Oh man, I don't you're gonna enjoy that one. Okay, it, it's good listening. Yeah, you did so I can interview you on the things you were supposed to talk about last week. Oh jeez, I, ho- I hope I can. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the big thing we talked about last week that I, I wanted to he- hear your take was Watchmen. Yeah. If you want, we could jump in. While yeah, we- I- I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. So you watched the first episode, right? I did. Okay. How did it make you feel? How did it make me feel? I was definitely intrigued but i was also confused because from from my perspective you know i well let me put it like this i understood it's based on the comic like you know which is i think a a big distinction you have to make sure you understand right from the jump like this is uh uh you know going off of the comic book story which though though the movie is um the movie is very similar in a lot of ways. There's definitely key ways where it's different. And so it's like, you know, knowing that this is a coming after the comic book is a big deal. So, but I was intrigued because I was like, oh, like they're telling me a story and, and I'm, I'm interested, especially considering like, you know, like I, I don't know how much it connected with people what if or even if people in general knew what they were watching but you know it opens with uh the bombing of black wall street 
in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is like an actual historical event. And to see like that recreated, just to see a recreated period, because I'm thinking like there might be one other movie that I've seen that's done it, but for it to be happening inside of a comic book, a comic book like TV show was like, it kind of blew my mind. And I was just like, why are we, why are you showing me this? You know, cause I know what I'm seeing. I don't know if, you know, the general public does, but I was just like, man, that's some like heavy, deep history that m- many people don't, e- they either don't know or don't like to acknowledge that it happened. Um, and so I am one of the ones that don't know. Right, right. I mean, it's it basically it, I'm just, one of the ones that don't acknowledge. So <laughs> just just to summarize, Black Wall Street was it, it was literally a community in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that was thriving. Uh, you know, it was it, it happened during the time of segregation and literally, you know, post slavery black people had created their own community, their own land, their own banks, their like literally everything that they didn't need to go outside this community to do anything. They had their own stores, food, everything. And, you know, white people were jealous because there were white people that, you know, didn't have anything and these people were over here thriving. And so they're like, "We want that." And they went to go take it. And they literally like when I say bombed this community, they literally took planes and dropped bombs on this community and slaughtered all the people, as many of the people as they could in this community. It, it, if I'm not mistaken, to this day, I think it is the largest um, uh, like terrorist act on American soil. Like, you know, and they, 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 you know, what, 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 what? Uh, I mean, I mean, 9-11. No, I mean even before that, like there were a lot of natives here too, man. Well, no, no, I'm talking about like, but well, but here's the thing though, like what what I'm saying is nine eleven. I'm pretty sure there were more people that died in 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 <coughs> Tulsa than nine eleven. Uh, I w- while you definitely recognize what has happened to uh, the Native Americans, that technically predates america so that only predates like your constitution and stuff i mean why does that not count like it happened before the country was a country right i mean i'm not saying it's 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 not let me put like that i'm not saying i'm not i'm I'm not gonna gonna get into the logistics and technically speaking it's not an american it's not an american uh uh terrorist act that that would technically still be on the english right hmm. it wasn't here's here's the point i think that you all are show you're proving the point for me where it's like every time people bring this up everybody does exactly what you all are doing <laughs> they don't <laughs> instead of trying to find out and that's why i didn't it, know yeah you're right instead of trying to find out Wow, are you serious? How is it like you know? And, and ask questions. They're like, "Well, you're actually, you're not thinking about this. You're not thinking about that." And it's like, no, dude. Like, there were a lot of people that died, and you know, it's one of these things that people have tried to get America to kind of acknowledge, uh, like as a country, and much like a lot of other things, 
that happened to black people in America. So, you know, were these, America were tries these... to like brush it under the rug or try to say like, oh, well, you know, you're kind of over exaggerating. Well, or, or they're like, well, that wasn't America. That was the Ku Klux Klan. And it's like the Ku Klux Klan was sanctioned by the law. You know, it says right here had 36 deaths. 36? Yeah. I don't think it's 36, dude. They bombed a, a town. Well, it's white Wikipedia saying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there what, you go. Were, were these government planes? Like, was this army shit? I, you know, I don't think I don't think it was I don't think it was government it was planes. I think it was the planes of the people that that, you know, the, the, the people that owned the planes. Um, like random white people but there might some of them might have been law enforcement but um i don't think it it wasn't like the army came in and bombed them you know what i'm saying it's not like i I, i'm not i'm not saying that i'm not saying that the army came in and 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 bombed them okay uh let me rephrase was it american military like I'm sure some of the people were American military, but it wasn't like if you're asking me, did the American military was it coordinated? Like, did a general go in and like order those planes to bomb that that town? No, but but somebody high up knew like they, they said, yeah, go do this. Yeah. Well, let's put it like this. No, no white people came to help them. It wasn't like they're like, I mean, it the. Tulsa, Oklahoma wasn't the Wild West. It's not like there was no it's not like there was no order or no, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't uh, you know, just random anarchy or anything like that. It wasn't the frontier at the time. It's like there was uh there were laws. This was nineteen seventy five. I mean No, it wasn't seventy five. It was twenty one. Yeah, no, it's like yeah, it's like it's no, it's, it's definitely like that's still too twenties or thirties. I don't, I don't remember exactly. But was it nineteen twenty one? Yeah, fuck, right. And this, this is what I'm saying. It's like this is not the Wild West that this happened in. This is friggin', you know, the twentieth century. And so they literally just you know destroyed this town. And then acted as though, you know, oh, well, you know, like it, this is part of the reason why when when people say something to black people like, oh, man, well, you know, if you guys would just work together and do your thing and duh, 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 maybe you could be better as a people. It's like uh, we've done that multiple times and white people destroy it often. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, that's a every time we build something up, somebody comes by and decides, well, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You get a little too much. And they destroy it. And, and so, Whitey's always there to take you down. Right. So, you know, but seeing that to, to kick off Watchmen was crazy. And, you know, it's like, like it's not so much the fact that there, it has like a political bend to it because Watchmen is, has always been political. But, you know, I didn't know they were going to like go deep into like the the whole like r- the the racial tension thing like that you know I, I so that was wild but then as I'm watching the show my thing is okay this is interesting I'm watching it and I, I want to know what's going to happen next but then at the same time I'm kind of like well how does all this like how does this follow 
from the end of the Watchmen comic book. Like, yeah, how do we get from Rorschach's journal being at the New Frontier, you know, and and there the you know the the friggin' um, schlubby looking like intern or whatever getting ready to post his journal onto the you know in, in into print versus you know to the point where we have like a masked police force and we have you know um um Rorschach. in Rorschach Rorschach mask that are white supremacists like I'm just like well how do we how do we get there and you know I'm not sure that episode one answered that question for me which is like you know and it's not to say that I'm like oh well then I'm done at this but it is a thing where I'm like okay well I hope that they they start making those connections like I hope we get that connective tissue um, well, how, how long is the series supposed to be or end up being like how much is how many episodes are in this season is that what you yeah mean? you know did, I don't know the answer to that question do you did, oh, I think there's eight just eight episodes? Yeah. Um, oh, jeez. David Lindelof even I... read the book or anything? Because this doesn't sound like Watchmen <laughs> at all. There's nothing about it that sounds like Watchmen. Oh, I know, I know Tyre Clark, when you read Watchmen, it, it had oh, a big I, impact. I've seen, I seen like... the movie. i seen the movie. I'm just, I'm just curious how this all ties. There, to there you go. Where is, yeah. where is Dr. Man? This isn't based on... This isn't based on the movie because well, in the movie they hate Doctor Manhattan. Here they don't. Yeah, that's true. Like that's the biggest. Like it felt because I like the movie so much. I, I've watched it. I think in the last couple of weeks or months, I watched it like three or four times. Oh wow! <clears throat> um, when I can't sleep at night, I'll just put it on. And then, uh, but uh, yeah, it, like seeing the squid fall, like felt. Because, you know, it, the iconography kind of fits the movie a little bit. Not, you know, not in the way that the, it's shot, but, you know, like the mask and stuff. In the comics, it doesn't it doesn't feel a lot like the comics. You know what I mean? Like, I think of the movie first when I see anything here. So when I saw the, like, the, the squid drop, it's like, what? why is there no squid dropping? Like, I was lost not thinking about, you know, the squid in the comics. Yeah. Right. And when they mentioned Doctor Manhattan, and he's like in Mars, and it's like, uh, well, no, like what the fuck? They 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 care about him, like, well, yeah. right, right. Says you're right. They, they, they I mean, Doctor Manhattan basically in the movie they make him like the enemy. He takes the place of the squid, basically. Yeah, and which is you know, I did, mean, the second episode. Say again. Did you watch the second episode of Watchmen? I I I have not. Okay. So the second episode's really good. But it well, still doesn't answer anything. <laughs> <laughs> the, I found the first episode really good. <clears throat> I just wasn't certain like how it all comes together and I like honestly, here's the thing. I'm enjoying it. Like it's very entertaining. And I, honestly the messed up part for me is just that is a uh, is is Lindelof. Yeah. Like, and not because I dislike him or what he's done, because I'm a lost fan. Like, even with like the ambiguous ending and all that kind of stuff, it's like I still really enjoyed that that show. And Riff, I feel uh, like Huh? No, go ahead. Finish your thought. But I was just gonna say, but 
based on what I'm seeing so far, I'm just like, okay, I don't want to be in another situation where it's like, okay, we have all these cool ideas, but we weren't so sure where we were going to go with them. You remember how I hated how in this day and age, Todd Phillips has to answer questions that the movie leaves us asking? Yes. Yeah, it turns out I hate Damon Lindelof for the opposite of that reason. <laughs> he doesn't answer anything. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, in The Leftovers, it's yeah. like nothing. Yeah. Lost, nothing. Mm-hmm. Even the things they answer, they answer it wrong, so it's nothing. <laughs> and in this, it's like I don't have any faith that he's ever going to tell me how it really connects to the comic other than the name and the... And all See, that. that would be a shame, though, because I feel like that, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't tell the story you want to tell. But if you're going to call it Watchmen. Well, we the Spectre comes out. R- well, yeah. Did she come out in episode two? In the well, not in episode two, but she's going to be in episode three. Like, okay. in commercial for three after the show, like next mm-hmm. week on Watchmen. Yeah. She's out. But she's like head of the FBI or something. Yeah. See, and, it's and like, that's cool. But they don't show you how she got that. And there was there was rumors online that the the cop that got killed in the first movie, in the first uh, episode, the the chief of police was the um, the night owl. Ah, uh, no, that's not true. But yeah, it, it, it. I mean, it's not to me. And then after watching. <laughs> After watching episode two, definitely not. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I don't think I don't think that guy's night owl at all. But you know, I and, you know, I, like I I like like I like the 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 concept of the cops, you know, needing or feeling like they need to wear masks to protect their identities. And I and like the kind of idea of like how they're like, okay, well, you know, you can be a you're a beat cop at first. And then, like, I guess once you become like a detective or get promoted, you can kind of like craft your identity or whatever. Like, I'm like, that that's interesting. How'd you like that panda? <laughs> I'm not I'm not exactly sure what that's all about. <laughs> uh, it's a weird thing. Uh, but hey. Something in chat says, so what does any of that have to do with Watchmen? I guess he's referring to your uh your Black Wall Street stuff. Well, one of one of the characters survived that incident. Yeah, yeah, but he, I guess he meant to the original comic. But Oh. Well, I mean, I at this point it's it's backstory, but I see, but that's the thing where I don't know you can you can't really say that about anything for Watchmen. Yeah, for the because it's like I mean, Watchmen had a whole like its own separate comic inside the comic that was just like a, a, a story that kind of paralleled some of the things that were happening in the book thematically. And it's like, I mean, if you wanted to read that, and and you know, you could have, but you could have skipped it. If you did read it, you could read it and just kind of be like, oh, I'm not sure why it's there. Or you could read it and be like, oh, I see that, you know, again, like it parallels thematically or, you know, I know people that feel like you can't have one without the other. Like it would be a completely different book if that wasn't a part of it. So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, Watchmen is is kind of the 
like the the comic that most people um got introduced to the idea of a comic book having like back matter uh additions to it and other stories that kind of parallel it there's a lot of uh, like stuff that might feel ancillary at first and then as the story progresses you're kind of like that actually was really uh really relevant so you know but i it, it is interesting cuz i do know that it, it the that inclusion and you know the the idea that you know uh uh the the main character is like actively fighting white supremacists has rubbed some people the wrong way <laughs> which is wild because it's like hey i, I, mean, I wonder why right exactly <laughs> it's like it's kind of like i mean you a fan of white right. supremacists or <laughs> it's like which is a question that you might seriously have to ask people in 2019 well, Sounds it, like some white people want to take down more black people. Walking Dead did make you feel sympathy for white supremacists. I mean, but did it really? Yeah, people love uh, Daryl and his brother. See, uh, that's the thing. I think they love they love Daryl. I don't know if they love Meryl. They, yeah, they loved him at the end when he went out. Like he went out because because he went out kind of like a like he was redeemed almost. Yeah. Not, not really, but he was still racist. But people, yeah. him at the end, they were racist with a heart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you know, in the seventies, it used to be all about the whore with the heart of gold. Now it's with the, the bigot, <laughs> with the heart of gold. There it is. So um, that's Hulk Hogan right there, brother. But yeah, this second episode of Watchmen, Larry did that parallel story thing, but. It didn't feel like it was happening with what you were watching in the show. Mm. So it's like they 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 have like the right idea because they put it into the episode. Like I spent a good six minutes on that, but it didn't. It you know. It, well, yeah. I I think it's much harder to do in in TV. I mean, Snyder did it with TV. Well, he did it with the movie. Uh, how? So he made the animated the the Black Freighter story within. The well, but but I mean, I mean, I know there's a cut that has it like interwoven, I guess. But the theatrical release didn't do that. Yeah, but that's what the other. So that's what I'm saying. Like he did it right because when I first read it, I read without reading any of that stuff. Then on the second time around, I read it without with reading everything out, and that's how I saw it in the theater. I saw the first movie like that, and then, <laughs> and he did it. He did it great. Like he literally, like I think the only thing he really fucked up on was making Doctor Manhattan that big threat at the end. Like he should have been. If it was a squid, boom, would have done everything. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's funny because like I I uh, I'm a fan of the the Watchmen movie but you know like when you go like I know I've gone back and watched it a few times myself and going back it's like I like it and I and I I'm happy it is the way it is but at the same time there's some parts of it that are like like there're things he did wrong in the movie and blasphemy it's like 
not not just the story change because I feel you're right. Like that that story change is very significant. But let's say let's take put that aside. Like just things like you know Zack Snyder like loves Watchmen so much that he made it better than it should have been. Uh-huh. Like as far oh, as like just there's something like like Night Owl was cool as hell. Yeah, he should. And Night Owl's not supposed to be cool as hell. Uh, no, nah, I, I I agree with that. Like some of the costume designs, like his is in particular, like he should have been a fat pudgy dude. Like yeah, and he has a little bit of extra weight on him when he's supposed to. Yeah, but, but when it's on the suit, he's like yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and and it's like there's a lot of that in small ways throughout of throughout uh, the movie where individually like none of those things individually would be that big of a deal but when you put it all together it's kind of like you know like like it almost makes the case for alan moore for this joint this kind of stuff not to be adapted because it's like you know like <laughs> Zack snyder doesn't doesn't get watchmen yeah which is okay you know because i like i like his version i really do it like seeing a lot of the stuff that we got to see in motion made me really happy and I was highly entertained by it and I don't want it to go away. But at the, at the same time, like, especially like, you know, the, the further away we get from it actually releasing and like, you know, listening to like little random, little random micro rants from, from more. It's kind of like, yeah, you know what? I like, I understand why he spits venom on that. I mean, I understand with other movies, but that Watchmen, I mean, not like how you said, like, oh, that one makes the case for it, you know? I think From Hell did a good job at that. You, you say you think what did a good job? From Hell. You know, I haven't I haven't seen From Hell. Yeah. Now, From Hell, the comic book is bigger than, like, The Shining or it, like, in book form. Mm-hmm. And the movie's just like, you know, just like a regular three-act thing. Mm. <laughs> and the book is not that. Right. All I'm right. hearing is Zack Snyder can't do comic book movies. Nah, man, you know what? I think 300. Yeah, he did that great. Yeah, I think 300 is like, you know, but but at the same time, you know, as as much as we love Frank Miller, he's not Alan Moore. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like not not taking anything away from the dude. It's just different. And it's like, yeah, like I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder should probably adapt all of Frank Miller's stuff. <laughs> but maybe he shouldn't do any more Alan Moore stuff. Or any besides, it's not even like we want to see all of Alan Moore's stuff anyway. <laughs> Some of it we do, but not all of it. You want to see so, Tom Strong? Do you want to see what? Tom Strong. Oh, dude, I would love to see that. I done, love me some Tom Strong. Done by Todd Phillips and Walking Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like Method Tom Strong. It's crazy because watching this Watchmen, um, it, it's like, man, okay, they should do more DC shows like this on HBO. You know, because HBO is like a mark of quality. Like, just because it's on HBO, a show will get buzzed. But it's like, yeah. This is what Doom Patrol was, you know, and Swamp Thing to a certain extent. 
mm-hmm. on the DC app, and nobody talked about that. You know, that's true. So it's like there's news about a Green Lantern show on HBO. Like I got pissed because I'm paying for this fucking DC app because they're gonna give me DC content on this app that I'm not gonna see anywhere. You know, and it's like you know what? I'm not gonna renew this shit because I want to see the HBO Max Green Lantern. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like, I, I think 100% Doom Patrol with nothing changed was on HBO. It'd be a whole different conversation that people would be having about it. Like, I don't even, it, you know, maybe some people would be like, oh, it's a little weird that the, you know, the production quality is at this level versus that, but people would still be talking about it positively, I think. Yeah, it'd be part of its charm. Right, exactly. And, you know, as opposed to people just not knowing, period, right? Like, who, uh, yeah. It's not part of the conversation in a significant way, unfortunately. But, um, but yeah, man, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited to, to go for the ride with Watchmen. I will say that, you know, eight episodes doesn't feel like enough to explore all the things they've put down so far. No, nah, well, they're, you know, they're counting on a five season thing, you know? Yeah, I mean, sure. But, you know, it's one of these things where I hope, like, I get it. Maybe you're just like, well, let's feel it out. Make sure it's what we think it's going to be. But I I hope, like, the next batch is twice that many shows or episodes. GZ Dr. Forever says Merle wasn't a racist. He was prejudiced. (laughs) I think he was a racist. Like, what makes him not? I mean, he was he was a racist in like the two first two episodes, wasn't he? He, he was in a racist biker gang with like the SS and angels, yeah. like tattooed on their backs, like like Daryl the, the the way Daryl's character was. You can give him a pass because I think he was just trying to kiss Merle's ass. Well, he hey, was he was like little follower, yeah, yeah. the runt of the litter, and he had nowhere else to live. But you know. I, I still like it that they never took the, the wings off his off his vest or like he never had that like you know what maybe that life wasn't for me to just take off eventually you know of course after I said it on like you know the next season he was like taking the two S's off the motorcycle but but yeah uh, but I like I'm just like I'm not sure like is there really that much of a difference between being racist and being prejudiced? Uh, I mean, it, it is a spectrum. Much yeah. like spring condition. The, the, there's so. a difference, but it's there real is. minute. I, I've taken, you know, a couple years of sensitivity training. Like, there, there's, you know, there's like the stereotypes, prejudice, racism, all the way up. You know, like, it's, it is a spectrum. I it, think it starts with, you know, your little preconceived notions, and then when you actually try to put those preconceived notions up to a group of people, it expands, and then once you actually deny somebody some benefit just based on those, then it expands, and then once you actually systematically do it for a segment of the population, it expands, and, you know, all the way up to genocide. Hmm. I don't know, man. I feel like... I guess guess I'm prejudiced, then. I got my my certificate in sensitivity training. I think it's all the same thing. It's just no, about it, power. Well, 
that's that's when you go graduate to the advanced level of sensitivity training and you go into harassment. We're not, we're not talking about that this week. <laughs> we we I mean everybody has prejudices. It's just that what, what I'm prejudiced against GZ. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it starts with a prejudice or you know, or a stereotype evolves to prejudice and then it you know, it evolves. So you know, it, it it could be racism or the classism or you know, socialist, so societal things. Socialism is that what you're saying? No, no. <laughs> it, it it then it becomes like a race thing. Then it's different. But prejudice doesn't necessarily mean race. You could be prejudiced with people with long noses, you know, and not think they're Jewish. But what I'm saying is. It's like, well, I, I hear you. If you're making a distinction saying like, you know, a, a prejudice, a prejudice doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with race. Right. I feel you on that. That's why when he's defending Merrill or Merle. But Re- Merrill was a racist. That's what I'm saying. So it's like he, he wasn't just prejudiced. He was racist. He was advanced level, according to my sensitivity training. But, you know, like if you have a prejudice, like I... I think it's one of those things where it's kind of like, hey, if you got a prejudice against a person because of what race they are, then that's just race. That's a, that makes you a racist. Like, no, like, I mean, it's it, it could be it could lead to you becoming a racist if you don't check. As, it, but well, like, as, I I just say as long as you can affect affect their world. Let's put it like that. Well, no, because uh, when it starts, it starts with little things. Like that prejudice is on that level on the little things, but racism is a little on the, on the other. On but let's put it like this though: like, say I had I hated white people, yeah, and that was just like you know I'm just like hey I don't I don't like white people. That was just how I felt. Say that was the case. That's racism. But is it though? Because it's like, so what? Yeah, yeah. No, um, if you're for example, if you go into a room of white people, and you're like ah, you know what? I'm not gonna eat here. Because I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna see me, then that's prejudice. But if you do it like oh, I'm definitely not going to ask white people, they're not gonna, they're not gonna like me this way. That's racist. Hey, why? Why? I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out. Why is that? Why is that racist? Well, because it's your your every situation you go to, you're putting that on it. This one, it's with prejudice. It's more like you know you're a little more apprehensive, but you can still be, I guess, delightfully surprised when they don't lynch you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, you're you're still apprehensive of going in there, you know. Prejudice, I just feel like, like I feel like the, racism the, is more about is more about power. Well, the, here's the thing: racism <clears throat> is more of a behavioral thing that's taught. Prejudice is something that's built in in like nature versus nurture. You know, prejudice like if you see a dark cave, you're not you're not going to go in there because of you 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 prejudge, you know? And it goes to everything, not just people, race or you know, it could be anything. It could be like, you know, I'm not jaywalking because I could get hit. Like you're prejudging that situation that that street or you know, even oh, no, that's not yeah, no, it is. That's how it is. Nah. No, that's that's different. Like, because 
They're, it's like, not walking into a place where you can't see is definitely like a, uh, but a the, instinct the, that's the, internal. We've evolved from that mentality. But that has nothing to do with people. No, but that's how, I'm saying it's a spectrum. It's how it starts. That's it's like pe- babies... Babies don't aren't like babies aren't naturally afraid of dark people. I don't know, Larry. I've seen some babies. I mean, <laughs> look, I'm not saying babies can't be become racist early. No. I, <laughs> so you oh, so you mean they're not prejudiced? They're racist? <laughs> look, I'm saying like no nobody's born nobody's born with a prejudice. Look at Discord. Yeah, J-, J Random says, "I'm sorry, some guy in chat that <laughs> listen does listen. Lawrence not know what racism is?" Listen, J-, J and I always disagree on almost every racial issue. <coughs> it's so crazy, it's so like I I'll say something and Jay will be like, "Oh, it's definitely not that at all," and I'm like, "What? Like, how could you? Like, I, like it's one of those things where it's so funny because obviously, like Jay and I literally grew up together. Like, we had like." similar upbringing like our parents helped raise us together you know what i'm saying like live next door to each other and joe's perspective on the world completely different from mine which is so wild uh, it, it, it says, why is moses defending racism i'm just making a distinction between prejudice uh, and th- racism th- this is the way i see it a prejudice is you you don't like white people you see them there you're able to be around them, but you don't trust them. Racism is you see white people there, and you're heading the other way because you don't like being around them. Right. No, but see, I guess that's the thing where it's a special like, theory. That's what that's what we're. Well, let, let me let me put let me put this out here to you, and you know I, I don't feel this way. Sorry, white but, people. But thank you for discounting my diploma. <laughs> but. If a black person that happens to live in America has been repeatedly mistreated by white people, if they're not, like, excited about putting themselves into situations, into spaces that have predominantly white people in them, can you mess around and really be like, oh, well, you're a racist? No, it's prejudice. But is that even a prejudice? Yeah, yeah, it is. Regardless, because you're judging pre, like you're not judging based on experience. You're prejudging. But but I guess what? Well, but I think they are. They would be using experience, right? Because they've been mistreated. But, by but it's not experience with those particular white people, right? Well, and that that I'll give you now. If I, you're like, if you say if that same person, it's like it sees a white person automatically is like turned off. Even if it's like on the bus, that's racism. See, I guess, but here, here's the thing. Like, I feel like wh- the reason why I kind of make a distinction is I just feel like racism has a, a power dynamic to it, where it's like a black person that doesn't white that that doesn't like white people doesn't, doesn't white people. <laughs> a black person that doesn't like white people doesn't really affect a white person's life in a, almost any way, shape, or form. Uh, I mean, like literally, like he can every, kill. Like black people could decide collectively to to dislike white people, and while like all that would do is give white people a justification to mistreat black people. That's it. Like it wouldn't it would it wouldn't stop their lives 
in any way, shape, or form. But see that see that goes beyond racism on that no, spectrum. That, that's exactly what racism is. No, but if a white person, like one white person, can decide that they don't like or don't trust black people, and could potentially affect the lives of hundreds of white of, of hundreds of black people, you, you're going to a place people. that like you're bringing into like power. Yeah, and shit like that. That's, that's yeah. exactly what I was saying. I think racism's about power. That's why you need to take my sensitivity training course. Because, yeah, you need a little bit more education. On like that. that's that's exactly what I'm you're, saying. You're racism. bringing you're bringing something different to it. Like that's, racism. Racism doesn't rely on power or anything. It's just color of the skin, how you feel about that person because of their the color of their skin. So I guess what we're trying to find out from you, Larry, is which is Merle, racist or prejudice? He's both. <laughs> Fucking Larry. You stupid <laughs> that. Right? that. Why couldn't you go to dinner with your boss today? <laughs> Mer- Merle's all that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, like, you know, it's like, Merle's racist because there's nothing there's no point at which his mind could be changed that's, that's what racism is like when, when you get past the point where you might I don't think so because there, there's clan members that have been their minds have been changed I'm not going to say they're not they weren't racist they were is before you actually experience anything Yeah, it could be changed by the experience so you're saying so you're saying they're not racist because they had never actually interacted with a black person? That's prejudice, yeah. Nah, nah I'm not buying that. Uh, Jay uh, Rand, I'm sorry, some guy that should have been on the show today says institutional racism is a power thing. And again, that speaks to the spectrum of it. Again, all the way up to genocide. It starts, but, it starts with a stereotype and ends with a genocide. But it doesn't have to be, it, see, that's the whole thing though, where it's like like, let me put it like this. I, if I dislike white people and I mess around and decide, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, try to do something ab- about it to, like, try to make life worse for white people, it's like, I, what can I really do? You could like, Starbucks it's, coffee. Huh? You could spit in a Starbucks coffee. You, <laughs> Right oh, there, you go. Right, it's like that. That you might be the in, worst thing I could do. Right, it's like mess around and try to figure out how to you how to cargo stop the banana spice shipment. Yeah, you can pee in Banana Republic short. Wait, wait. So, so from Larry's perspective, racism includes power. Yeah. So only white people are racist because they have power. That, yeah. Like they're in government and shit. I mean, I'm not saying that only white people are racist. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that. But far. I mean, they have all the but, power, right? I so, mean, they have the majority of it. So, if like an immigrant Mexican hates a black person, that's a citizen. Mm-hmm. Is that like racism? I, it 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 might be. Well, no, because the immigrant Mexican can't do anything against a citizen black person. That's that's not true. A Mexican person could call the police and they would be less likely to probably get killed in that situation than the black person. Uh, uh, Im- uh, immigrant. An illegal immigrant? Yeah, dude. Calling the police? An, an, ele- well, I'm saying <laughs> an illegal. It's not, it's not ICE. 
It's the police. There's they have the same power. power. You can't no, say police don't. without ICE. Huh? You can't spell police without I-C-E. Well, that might be true, but... And that's the only letters they know in English. Especially, like, in L.A. It's like, in L.A., the police aren't going to deport you. Yeah. That's not their job. They're just going to plant coke on you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll plant coke on the black guy. On the Mexicans, too. (laughs) The Mexicans just sell it. Jeezy, Dr. For F says, Mary Young, you can impregnate their Snow White Daughters. <laughs> Snow White Daughters. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. But anyway, we're, but, but I digress, right? Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Watchmen. We'll, I'll catch up and watch episode two, and I guess three comes out later this week. Um, but it's, it's heavy. It's heavy, and it's interesting. Friggin', uh, um. Uh oh, man. What's home chick's name? The star. Regina Washington. Regina King. King. Yeah. Washington the third. <laughs> Regina King is killing it. Like she's really good, but she's, yeah, she's always been good though. Like friggin', I remember her watching her on Southland, and just be like, I mean, most most recently, I know she's been on a whole bunch of stuff, but uh. But yeah, like she's really like yeah, she, like her character is pretty awesome in this, and I love I love the dialogue. And there's a lot there's a lot of actually like interesting little characters. I think that that's the other part that that that's probably the part that I think they get the closest to Watchmen, where it's like you got these characters and you're kind of like, what's their deal? Which it's been a long time since I felt that way. Like I, I remember reading the book the first time and being introduced to all these characters and just kind of being like, like, what is this? Where are we going with this? You know, it, I was very fortunate because you know I wasn't born in a time where I had to wait issue to issue for that to come out. Even though I guess you know that would have been pretty awesome too. Oh, or who knows? I, did Watchmen come out in time back in the day, or did it pull a Doomsday Clock? No, I think it did. <laughs> Doomsday clock. I know, right? Look, when's that last issue coming out? Does it matter? No. I, I haven't even paid attention. Considering when it started and when it's going to end, like I don't even know how it fits into canon. I, it, I, I if it does, it already. Honestly, I'm pretty sure that you all the revelations from it you can deduce from the comics you've read at this point. If you're reading other DC stuff, I don't even know. Yeah, luckily I'm not. <laughs> not really. <laughs> Uh, sorry that you're a Marvel guy. Uh, I mean, you know what? I I will say this. I'll get around to reading the stuff I want to read. Like, I, I need to catch up on Batman. I've been buying the issues, but I haven't been able to sit down and read them yet. Um, but I, from what I've been hearing, like, I haven't been missing much. Like, you know, Deceased sounds kind of interesting. No, I don't uh, even know what's going on with that. It's just a, a mini, like, uh, Elseworlds-ish kind of deal, where the, um... See, I, I like Elseworlds stuff, but, like, if I want to... Uh, like, it doesn't fit anywhere. It's like another right. universe. The one-shot, right, exactly. Or a one-off, I should say. Uh, but that's the thing. Like, all the stuff people are talking about from DC right now that I've, as far as I've heard, is one-off stuff. Like, people talk about, like, Deceased, 
and they're talking about well i guess people are technically talking about um what's the joint that we talked about um damn it see this is why we need oz here because you would know what i'm talking about um, green lantern the joker that laughs no no the um the other one with the guy that destroyed all the spy organizations the secret organizations what was that called uh, I have no idea. What? Like when when you say the name, you're gonna be like, "Oh, Leviathan Project Leviathan." What? Weren't you? You weren't here for that. So Spider-Man. I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, the, like those are the things that I've heard people talking about. I'm not like nobody. Like I, I guess I hear people complain about like Batman. And you know, th- there's a rumor that they're making some changes over there, but like with the editors and all that. But you know, I don't hear anybody talking about any of the like ongoing regular superhero comics, other than like things like, oh, well, the next set of people gonna, that are going to be on it are probably going to be good. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of buzz, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Oz has heard different, or maybe. Maybe you have Mo. I don't know. I haven't sure shit. <laughs> All right, Spider Man Two, Moses. Um, eh, Larry. Eh, I, I wish Oz was here because he would have read it. And yeah, uh, the first issue was done by J J Abrams, like we thought, and then Henry Abrams or whatever his name is, Kenneth. Terry Chauncey whatever his fucking name is did the second one the second one wasn't that good wait so it, they literally like he did one and the son did the next are, are you sure because the first one was just good like even if you liked it or didn't like it like it was nice and structured you know it felt like ended in a good place this one, there's stuff that happened in it that's cool, but the dialogue's a little wrong. Some of the, the, the captions are a little wrong. Even the way the villain talks is a little... Feels like a second grader wrote it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I wish... Yeah, they should have just done a graphic novel, like, big thing, end it, done, one month. I could have had a full experience because now I'm like issue three. I'm like, ah, it's not like they make the shit easy to find. You know what I mean? Like I buy it digitally and it's like you type in Spider-Man, you get so much shit. Like, yeah, that's true. Especially have an adjective or anything. Yeah. And yeah, there's no subtitle, nothing. So it it took me about an extra couple days to find issue two. And, you know, of course, that, that makes it like already like man if it's not good like i did all that for this now i gotta do the same shit for three <laughs> you know like with the first one it's like yeah it, it took me a little bit to find it but i'm like wow once i did I'm like man all right and then issue two is like basically what happens in issue two is he uh he meets that girl he meets up with that girl that he met in detention in the first uh-huh. And she's like this like activist vigilante type that helps the neighborhood like by graffitiing stuff for uh <laughs> graffitiing stuff from uh you know like a hotel where the workers are on strike for like low pay oh like a corporate yeah like corporate 
defacing corporate property type. Yeah. So she uses him because she can tell that he's got powers. And I guess she does too, to a certain degree, but she's using him because of what he can do. And then she's like, man, that's the best cosplay ever of Spider-Man. Because he just puts on the Spider-Man costume. And uh, she has her own costume. And so, they're, yeah, that's the adventure. They're tagging up a place that just doesn't want to play pay people's, like, workman's comp. You know what I mean? Okay. And that's it. That That's what happens in issue two. Wow, man. You made that sound very boring. That's what happened. <laughs> it's like, you know, he, like the underlying thing is basically he's becoming his father who he hates the most, which that's what you feel in the first one from a like character study way of looking at it. Here it does the same thing, but it doesn't feel as good. And it's just doing the same thing. Like he didn't learn anything. The only thing he learned new is that Peter had uh, spare costumes. That's it. Mm. So even if you want to do the dissecting thing, like, oh, who is this guy? He hates his father, but he's going to become him, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like he doesn't even have a drive to be better because of where he failed. Or at least he doesn't have it yet because, you know, they're doing it monthly. Ultimately, I think because it's that villain, ultimately, I think that that's where it's going to go. But, you know, there's no sign of that in this issue. Got you. Is the art still decent? I mean, it's Sarah Pacelli, so it, it can be good, you know? Gotcha. But it's not, like, enough to not like this to like like this story, you know what I mean? Right, right. They, like an Alex Ross or something for this issue. <laughs> you need Alex Ross to, to, over, to gloss over the flaws. Yeah, well, because, you know, it's got to be a Spider-Man dude, you know? So, like, you know, uh, Eric Larson or uh, uh, Tommy Farling, you know? Like, you need somebody big like that for Spider-Man. I, I said Alex Ross off the top of my head because I just saw his new cover for Mortal Hulk. Ah. But on, in news. But, yeah, it's like you need some good fucking Spider-Man artist, not... You know, well, I guess Sarah Pacelli counts as that because of Ultimate and Miles Morales Ultimate. Yeah, like I, I, I like I like her Spider Man art personally. So it, yeah, but for me, you need like you know your Eric Larson, your John Romita Senior. Are you messing with Amazing right now at all? I want to, but I'm not. What's stopping you? Uh, time. Time, gotcha. Yeah. I got you know. There's a lot of TV. There's a lot of TV that I use as pre-production for this, and then there's uh you know the stuff I like for me, and then there's the stuff that you know. Yeah. So basically, I just read. I'm basically just read whatever we're going to talk about on the show right now, and if I can catch something a little like I read that crazy, the anthology for Marvel. That's like their Mad Magazine. Oh, I read. Was that. that good? No, but it's not supposed to be. It's supposed <laughs> to be. You know, that's why it's called crazy because we're not mad. We're crazy. Yeah? It's crazy. People are buying this. Uh, it, yeah, it's 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 it was dumb, but you know, 
there's one good story where it's like man thing gets a haircut like that's a title okay <laughs> yeah. i think i saw the art for that or you guys showed it on here or something maybe it, it was a good art but the comic has good art and but the just the stories yeah it's it's like whatever it it turns out like i if they would have actually gotten like because you know mad magazine went under so if they right. would have hired like mad artists and writers to do it like i think would have been better because it's like their mad magazine you know right it has the gatefold it has like the parodies But yeah, okay. yeah. All in all, I give Spider Man number two. Spider Man, you know, for all you listening here, if you listen to the other one, I called the Spider Man Bloodlines, and then, you know, I wasn't gonna call it Bloodlines here because we were supposed to do Wonder Woman Bloodlines, but we didn't do it because Joe's not here. Right. So the Spider Man Bloodlines number two. Don't Google that because it's not gonna be what <laughs> what we're talking about. But just so you know, J J Abrams. And his autistic son made a comic book, <laughs> Spider-Man, just Spider-Man, <laughs> which I'm calling Spider-Man Bloodline. So you give it what? Uh, I give it like two out of five. Yeah. Um, it's funny that it's bloodlines when it's all nepotism. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Spider-Man nepotism. Yeah, that's what we're gonna call it, Spider-Man nepotism. <laughs> Listen, I would read that. That's what they should have called it. Spider-Man nepotism. Like, what's that about? And it's funny because it's like, you know, like Aunt May is worried about Peter when he's, you know, when she don't know he's Spider-Man. And then when she knows he's Spider-Man, she's kind of worried too. But she just gives this kid, like, the cosmos. It's like, what made you think he didn't have a spare? Like, just so he could go on a date with this girl who, like, from an Aunt May perspective, like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. This girl's gonna suck his dick off. And he's not ready for that because he's 13. Like, she should be a little more protective, at least just of that, instead of just sending him off to go go get him Tiger. Like, basically, Aunt May gave him go get him Tiger, like, panel. There's a handful of condoms. Go at it. And yeah. she shouldn't want him just out in the suit. Right. And then she calls Peter like he needs guidance and shit. And it's like, uh, then that reminds me that it's like, you know what? That's that's not a Peter thing to do. Like, with great semen comes great responsibility. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even his own, like, attachment to Mary Jane would want him to, like, make sure this kid's good. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know if I'm going to give up on it. I'll let you know by issue three because depends on how hard it is to find it. Now that I've spoken a second time to how hard it's going to find it, I'm sure it's going to be pretty easy for me to find it. I mean, you could just go in the comic book store. And do what? Buy it. Read it in there. No, I mean, it's not easy to find there either. I think I think the people in the comic book store will know where it is. Yeah, and then I look like a fucking like new, like, hey, can I get that KG Evil Spider-Man book, please? <laughs> Like, fuck that. <laughs> you would look like a noob. <laughs> if that's the Spider-Man book I'm asking for, like... That's hilarious. You're right. You're right. It's like, God, the dudes at Jeffries would be like, 
I can't believe we got to deal with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> we sponsor these guys? Shit. Hilarious. But yeah. On the other hand, Teen Titans. Talking about nepotism. How far? Uh, on Titans? Yeah, I'm sorry. I keep calling it Teen Titans because <laughs> this last episode was all flashback again. Really? Yeah. But uh, how far back are you uh, on the? I've I've only watched the first episode of season two. Wow. How far? How what's the, what episode are they on? Eight. Is that true? Yeah. Oh Jesus! So we were on six. And Man. I eight, and then you got mad at me for saying eight instead of six. It's like I'm literally just a little bit, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, and then now I'm at eight, and you still haven't caught up. So it's like you know, I saw the future. I was mad at you, mad at you, prejudging me. Oh, you're, you're Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, I was mad you're at pre- having that conversation early. Prejudging? Yeah. That's a prejudice. Yeah, I was being prejudiced, to Larry. No has <laughs> power though. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm gonna hang up right now. <laughs> um, you know, man. Okay, so last week we talked about I hadn't watched it, but Oz watched it, and it was a, the title of the episode was Bruce Wayne. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, Bruce Wayne. So I'm thinking, yeah, but it's not. It's it's basically that dude that's you know Adam West. But he's in in basically, uh, uh, I guess Robin because he's not wearing the Nightwing. He, but now we have to. Okay, so Dick is having a Dexter moments where he's like trying to do things on his own, and he's got imaginary Bruce Wayne pushing him through, through like Dexter's dad did for Dexter. So it's like his own inner monologue personified as Bruce Wayne, and it's the old Bruce Wayne. Yeah, well, it's that guy, the the guy from the Mormont. Yeah. So he he does he does a lot of weird things that aren't like even in Dick's head, it shouldn't be Bruce shouldn't be acting like that. You know what I mean? Like it made it seem like this dude just terrorized them the whole time he was robbing. Wow! So he like emotionally abused him. Yeah. And then, uh, so in in this next one, it was a straight up flashback because in that last one they found out. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you, but they found out that Dick got somebody killed, and then the, somebody found out that that got you know that that dead person knew Dick somehow, and she's mad, or he is mad. What? So then they play out the episode of how it actually went down. You know, just just to explain to you how she's thinking is a little bit erroneous, but not. Okay. But even the way they explain it to her is erroneous, too, or him is erroneous, too. And uh, so they play out that episode for you. And man, they should have just done that Titan show, period, because they're doing it now. Like, you don't see... You don't see any of that new cast in this episode at all. And you're just watching a good story with these Titans that happened five years ago. 
And it's like, man, I could have done, I could have done this the whole season of this. I didn't even. <laughs> this is the first episode that I don't have that zoning out moment. Uh huh. But I still have that moment where the credit comes on. It's like, man, it's over. Wow. The. I don't know what the fuck you're doing, Larry, but you're not watching this. And you should. Like, it's that good. It's not that it's that good, but that's that's what the app we pay for is giving us. But it's okay. still. I'm it's, watching other stuff on the app. Nah, but, but we're not talking about that other stuff. You're right. We're talking about Titans because that's the week in, week out. Yeah. That's the, the whole reason it justifies us paying that money for it. For an app that's going to be obsolete once HBO starts doing their DC stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought the DC app was going to be absorbed into whatever HBO or WB was going to do. I don't think. I don't because they do have a broad spectrum of programming, whether it's for kids or adults. I don't think they're going to do that. Like, I think they're going to split them up and, you know, maybe you'll get like Doom Patrol. We know we're getting on HBO Max, but Titans, I mean, we don't know. And now that it's actually getting good, like they might just cancel it all together because, you know, once I start liking something. (laughs) And what about Swamp Thing? Like, is HBO going to do the second season or whatever? No, no, no. They, they gave up. Like, I don't know. They got to hire another production company to do it or somebody else got one to do well, it. I thought the whole problem was money. HBO has money. <laughs> no, HBO. It, the thing is, the people that own HBO now gave up a ton of money to have HBO. So they want to put a lot of, into it, you know? That's gonna, why Sesame Street gets wrecked. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have the shoddy special effects for Sesame Street. But yeah, so this this last Titans episode I think is the first like really really good one out of the bunch. Like even like they even explain why why uh, Deathstroke's kids look Asian. <laughs> okay, because the mom's Asian. What? And Slade is white, even though he's played by a Mexican guy. So they're actually getting really progressive because they they're actually they just have a, a Hispanic dude just playing a white dude. No like caveat, nothing. I mean, that happens. Where? Like uh what we call designated survivor had a guy that was I mean, or at least he comes across as like a white guy. Then you find out that he's actually Latino. Oh, so he's a Latino guy playing Latino? Uh, he's a, yeah, I guess he is a Latino guy playing Latino, but, but he like white, he's a whitewashed Latino. So that, yeah. So that's not this. Yeah. So it's like, you don't like, that's I didn't know pre- he was Latino until like a season in yeah that doesn't count as this that's not as progressive oh yeah because this is a white dude a white character being played by a hispanic dude but is he spanish what do you mean spanish like like from spain mexican oh he's mexican like we had this conversation larry like even asked the spain question when we had it what do you want from me moses like we showed you the picture of the guy from from la bamba Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember now. Richie. What, what do you want, Boston? I'm over here not remembering stuff. Yeah. Hey, hey, 
You take that outside. Man, why don't you take Boston to the Chinese restaurant and have him make him some some young king or something? <laughs> you want Boston to be chopped up and eaten? I don't like him bothering you when I'm trying to berate you for not remembering. Oh. <laughs> Boston, stop being cute to, to counteract Moses' tirade. He walked away. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. I na- I named him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to move forward with this DC app. But yeah. you ready for this Disney Plus? Uh, I don't. I ain't fucking fucking. With it. <laughs> well, what are you talking about, Moses? You're, no. you're going to watch Titans, but not watch anything on Disney Plus? Mm. I mean, I'll watch it if I can get like a free copy of it. Oh no! I, I, I got giving, you. I'm not giving no Disney no money. Oh man, listen. Goddamn Disney. I, listen, I'm a, I'm gonna mess around and and let you go ahead and use the service, and then I'm sure before long you're like I'm I'm buying my own. Nah, f- I, I'll never do that, Larry. Nah, okay. Uh, they 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 hate Hong Kong, man. What is that? Oh, they hate Hong Kong. Yeah. Well, actually, they want. China, they want Hong Kong and China to unite so that's more population for more money for their shit. But they, they, yeah, they hate democracy. Okay. Free Hong Kong. That's the Indeed. name of this episode. <laughs> free Hong Kong? Yeah, free Hong Kong. And making it hard for our, our Chinese listeners. Fuck them. Damn. <laughs> what? I mean, well. <laughs> Free if, Hong Kong I, from the tirade of Winnie they, the Pooh. They didn't no. make, they, they're not the government. If they don't like... Actually, you know what? Let me check if we have a... <laughs> <laughs> I know we did. We had, like, you know, Russia and Ukraine shit, but... Like, you're about to get this little part. You're about to get all games shut out of China. It don't matter. It look good. And better for the right <laughs> thing than for the wrong thing. It don't, it don't matter because they don't have a free internet. Yeah, man. But yeah, that's why I ain't giving Disney no fucking money. No fucking $200 lightsaber. <laughs> what does $200 lightsabers have to do I'm with Disney Plus? No, I'm not giving them no kind of money. Not not Disney Plus, not $200 lightsaber. You know what I mean? I heard that guy on ESPN, Stephen A. Smith, be like a little bitch about like really hate. I'm like, really, man? Like you- that, that dude's nuts, though. What was he talking about? He was he was pissed off at somebody saying, you know, pray for Hong Kong with their fight for democracy. And he made this person like he was unpatriotic. Isn't that the same dude LeBron got mad at? I don't know. All I know is I'm mad at him. And and it's like, dude, this guy's standing up for people's human civil rights. And you're a black dude. Like, where would you have been in 1963? Like, on what side would you have been? You know, <laughs> like he's like, man, they just a little prejudice. Yeah. So <laughs> fuck Stephen A. Smith. Fuck ESPN. Fuck Disney. I ain't giving nobody none of that money. And it's only fuck. for business that he's a fucking whore. Stephen A. Smith. F- fuck LeBron, too. Because yeah, LeBron was on that side, too. Sports, period. Yeah. Fuck all sports. That's false idolatry, too, man. Fuck, uh, fuck NBA. Fuck NFL, too. I forgot a chick if we had any these <laughs> listeners. We only mess with MMA. That's it. Nah, I don't fuck with that either. Just gay men touching each other. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Mo, That's Mo was all for equality until it turned out to be about gay people. Huh? <laughs> they can do it all they want. 
I, I just I'm not gonna watch it because you know I don't those shorts make me a couple. Like, I'm not down with those biker shorts. Whatever they want, I'm not gonna pass legislation against them. But if they want to hug each other on the mat with boy shorts, that's all. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna tell them to come hug you, Mo. <laughs> we could have bro hugs. But I'll come hug you. I'm not wearing Fist bump. That's as far as I'm going. Nah, I mean I'll hug them. I'm just not gonna wear those booty shorts. <laughs> I'll be, I'll wear my jeans. Thank you. Now I know what to get Mo for his birthday. The the fabric's too thin. I don't like it. Boy shorts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what, Mo? At some point, we should talk about um, Big Mouth superhero episode. Oh, okay. Oh, look, we got Saudi Arabia. There it is. Yeah, we got France. We got some French listeners. Four. All right, cool. <laughs> One German. Sweden coming in strong at eight. We went up. Nice. Yeah. Uh, no China. No China, no Russia. Philippines, we got two. Nice. Let's see what's this one. Philippines, the Asian Mexicans. Oh, yes. Romania coming in uh, at nine. Any Ooh. listeners from Hong yeah. Kong? No, they're too busy right now. They, they don't have internet. Oh, we got one in Chile. Two in Brazil. All right. Like Chile, Chile is fighting hard for their civil rights, but we still got two there. Uh Anybody from okay. anybody listening from North Korea? Thank you for broadcasting, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think that is that even possible. I'm not, I don't even know. They might. I don't think that's possible. I mean, it, it, it would only be one listener, like King John Un. Like he's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> We're like his Dennis Rodman. <laughs> we could only be so lucky. All right. What else? Okay, Spider-Man 2, we got that. Titans, we got that. Uh, Watchmen, we got that. Daybreak? Ah, Daybreak. Daybreak is another TV show that's based on a comic that nobody knew was based on a comic, just like Larry didn't know Stump Down was a comic, even though he's a number one fan. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know. See, last week, we, we... pegged you as like the Greg Rucka expert. So if you would have listened, it would have been funnier when I said number one fan. But you you weren't here. So Oh no, no, I wasn't. Greg Rucka. But, but yeah, like, but that's the thing. Like I, I'm I'm a fan of his work, no question, but I don't know if I would be like I'm the number one Greg Rucka fan. Yeah, that's why it's funny that I say it. Best DC novelist. That I mean he could be one of them. Um I mean but, he's the one that adapts the comics to novels. But he also writes the comics, or wrote the some comics. of them. Um, but yeah, Larry, Daybreak, dude. This is. Have, did you watch it yet? I did. I watched the first episode. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, Daybreak is like a little like Mad Max mixed with like Fallout with what's the other? With Scott Pilgrim. That's how I feel. That's the vibe I get. Oh wow. I you're right. I would have said Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, I mean, that, but that, that's it, a much older reference. But it's kind of that too. Like, yeah, I guess the way technically, like the way it's done, yeah. But yeah. in in, I guess that's similar genre to the Scott Pilgrim too. 
Yeah, no, but Scott, Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim definitely has that kind of influence. Yeah, but the Scott Pilgrim does. He doesn't do the fourth wall breaking, huh? A little bit, not really. It's more like the the actual like more mm, meta. Yeah, more meta. Okay, so yeah, I guess it's more about the Ferris Bueller. But yeah, like the first episode literally has the teacher like saying his name over and over. Yeah, like like Bueller. Yeah. Bueller. Yeah, yeah. And, and then okay. and then the principal is friggin' Matthew Broderick. Yep. So What a twist. It starts What a twist with with this dude, Wheeler, Josh Wheeler. Basically he just moved to Glendale from Canada and he does you know, he doesn't fit in. He didn't fit in there and he doesn't fit in here and then all of a sudden they drop a bomb. Destroys everything, creates the post-apocalypse, and he's good because he's always a loner, so he can just scavenge and shit. But he does have a mission to find the girl that he likes in the wasteland. And, you know, they have fights. They have little little groups. that are. It's basically the the bomb was a biological bomb that killed anybody over the age of 18 or 19 or whatever, like adults. And so all the kids are left to fend for themselves, and it just becomes like high school, but citywide, because they all have territories and shit. And then, you know, Josh is out trying to find her, fights, makes allies. The a lot of the adults that didn't die become ghouls, like Fallout. And then, yeah, hilarity ensued. And it was based on the comic. I didn't know it was based on the comic till after I got to like the third episode or second episode. What, what now? What's is the comic the same thing? Yeah, the comic's named the same thing, but I never read it. Never heard of it. Nothing. Who's it by? Is it just like an indie thing? Uh, well, if you're speaking to your mic, I can answer you. <laughs> I said, "Who's it by? Is it just an indie thing?" Yeah, it was an indie thing. I think it was a like a hardbound um, graphic novel. Where's the TV show play? Netflix. Ooh, I have to look at that. The first episode was pretty good. It was it was fun. It was light. It you know it definitely like. I think it wears its influences pretty heavy, but at the same time, it's definitely establishing its own thing. So that's pretty cool. I think the the concept of the ghoulies and how they like how they say like the last thought they had before they died is pretty interesting. Yeah, that's kind of a Fallout thing too, though. Oh, is it really? I don't know. They don't talk like that in Fallout, but like that little bit of sentience that they they have comes into play in Fallout. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's done by a dude named uh, Brian Ralph. And it Brian came, Ralph. It came out in. It's 160 pages, six inches by 84. So it's one of those like little like the Scott Pilgrim books. Yeah. 
Man, I never read it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Why are you not gonna? Well, because if it's different than the show, then I'm gonna be mad, and I'm just gonna. You know, I, I like stuff that's. It's rare that I. There's things I don't know about that get turned into movies or shows, and it's even rarer when it's a comic. Yeah. So I'm in, I'm just gonna enjoy the show. Okay. Because I like the show a lot. Like Emily was surprised because I usually don't like young adult stuff that much. But this one, like just the dude's vibe, like even the narration style, the way he talks and and everything, made it seem kind of. It just made it seem like a character that I'd like to watch. Definitely. And and you know once I realized that it was from based on a comic. I was like, oh, okay, that's why. Because, you know, comics are, are done a little bit different than, you know, novels that are young adult novels. You know what I mean? Right, right. They they go for a different audience, I think. But, yeah. So, I watched two episodes. And uh, I'm enjoying them. I can't wait to to keep watching it. Uh, I, I think, think, I, think keep- I know the answer to the reveal at the end. But I don't know. What review uh, at the end of the first episode? Well, the yeah, the or the cliffhanger, I should say. What was the cliffhanger in the first episode? Refresh my memory. The um, who the guy is on the motorcycle. Oh, who do you think it is? I'm not. I'm not gonna say. Oh come on! It's just no, but here. It could. It could potentially spoil. I. I mean, I, I could tell you that it's not. I don't think you you guessed. I don't think you guessed correctly. I'm willing to bet you didn't guess. Correctly. Okay, we we can talk about it after. No, I don't want to talk about this again because I don't want I don't want to hear Oz's comments. No, on. I'm just talking about like after the show. Oh, okay. Like off air, not okay. <laughs> not, not not another. I mean, yeah, not another day. It doesn't have to. Why don't you want to hear Oz's opinion? Uh, like, if you wanted to talk about it, you could have been on the show. Oh, there it is. <laughs> You know he was just gonna hate on it anyway. Is it Daryl? It's a Daryl, isn't it? It's a white supremacist prejudice. It's Merle. <laughs> Merle. It's Daryl and Merle. Oh, Daryl and Merle. And his brother Earl. <laughs> Larry, we'll rate the first time. There oh, there's a funny ass scene. Okay, I'm gonna spoil <clears throat> it, but fuck it. In the second season, there's a thing where uh Josh second- made- Oh, the second episode? Second episode, yeah. Where he's bit by one of those ghoulies, mm-hmm. and he tries to chop off his arm. <laughs> like hacking away, hacking away. And then Angelica comes to him and says, what the fuck are you doing? You're a fucking idiot. This isn't The Walking Dead. And then she raises her sleeve, and she's bitten up all up. It's like, <laughs> they're not zombies, you idiot. <laughs> like, they're just grown-ups that, like, didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> She's all her arms all chewed up. See that spoiler sold me on it. I'm gonna check this out tomorrow. Yeah, that's funny. You're gonna love it. I know Hector like it. Joe will probably like it too. Oz will hit because <coughs> it was, it was good. But yeah, what would you rate the first episode, Larry? Uh, I would give episode one a four out of five. It's fun. I think you know you just don't don't you know like just enjoy it for what it is like don't like if you like stare at it too hard maybe you know there'll definitely be like some things you can dislike but 
I think it's just one of these things where it's like, oh, you know, it's a cool little fun time. It's, you know, I wasn't sure what I was going to be watching. And as it unfolded, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, I'm definitely going to watch the second episode. Cool. Yeah, I give it a four out of five, too. Just so I could be the same as Larry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Prejudices and everything. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh we can move forward. Oh no. Uh heck, man, you, you finished DC Knights Metal. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> what'd you think of that, heck? Everything you had hoped for. And what- I, I didn't have expectations and once I started reading whatever ideas that I would get, it totally didn't do it. And it I liked it. I liked it oh. a lot. But I think that's based more on I knew a lot of stuff going in. Like a lot of stuff yeah. that they refer to refers to other shit that I've already read. Mm. So it's something I could follow because of that. I was going to say, like, I, I'm sure it didn't do any of the things that you thought I was going to do because I'm sure your ideas were coherent. I mean, there wasn't anything incoherent in the story, really. In DC, in Dark Knight's Metal? Yeah. What? Because like I read that, the whole you got to the thing. end of that joint, and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, the end, like, the end of the story kind of pitter-pattered out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, but, I'm just making sure. But, I'm like, I was like, don't get me wrong. You're, you're right in the sense that, you know, okay, like, as you're, as the story ramps up, like, you, you can follow what's happening. Yeah. But you kind of—I know—I was kind of expecting the, the it to come end, together and like tie in, and it's just kind of like, wait, what? The the end of the story I respect because it led to a stupid little joke that everybody's metal, and but at the same time, it's not wrapping everything up. Like the stuff that they set up is still there, kinda, and it sets up more stuff because of what happened in the story. Like the the ending of this opened up a lot more doors than anything Final Crisis Flashpoint ever did. I mean, okay. You, I, I, you, yeah. you you read the ending, or you just no no I read yeah I read I read all the metal. Yeah, like I, so, I, actually, I actually bought it. You know, man thinking, than I am. Yeah, thinking that, you know, well, this is going to come together because, you know, it's Snyder. But I was wrong. (laughs) See, but you're like, I see it as a first part of a bigger thing. Because it's not done. There's still metal books coming out. I mean, yeah, I I feel where you're coming from. But I guess it's kind of like like an event in in a perfect world, an event. An event like the story doesn't have to like not have any potential uh, to go anywhere else because it's a comic book and and obviously you know you're ex- you want ramifications to happen especially when you have an event but I'm I, I'm not sure that metal at least for me it didn't feel like it culminated into you know something that I could call the climax and then be like oh okay that was a satisfying ending for this portion of the event you know 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, the epilogue was good, and it had a good, oh, it's going to lead to this kind of thing. But the actual story, the way it wrapped up, it was kind of, hey, we ran out of time, so this is what happened. Yeah, yeah. But hey, I you mean, know, the, don't get me the, wrong. Like some Marvel events definitely do that too. Like I've definitely, like I, I've on multiple occasions have talked about how some Marvel events just like, you know, it feels like they don't climax or end the way they're supposed to. Yeah. <clears throat> what I liked about this is that like all the tie-ins, like you kind of you kind of have to read some of them. Yeah. To fill in some of the gaps. You definitely. You know, I'm I'm trying real hard not to spoil stuff. And there like was one. You, stu- you literally, if you don't read the tie-ins, you would be lost between. Yeah. Just- and then I had to look up a reading order. Yeah. Because yeah. I was I wasn't sure if I read just like by by the trade, I would have been lost too. So I no, had to look true. up a reading order. Mm-hmm. And. I think I messed up in some parts, but it, it still turned out pretty coherent. Yeah, the like, you know, in in true DC fashion, which I don't understand why they do things like this, but the tie-ins have like they don't they're not in addition to the story; they're the next part of the story, and they don't necessarily spell that out for you in any of the books. And you know, which there, I mean, there's I remember, a couple that did. Say again. There's a couple that did. Oh, okay. Where I mean, you, I guess where it goes know, like, like, oh, you right. have to read you this, right? Because I remember, I think when they had like what was it, the gathering or whatever. Like, I feel like one of those did maybe say, okay, next read, you know, yeah. and and essentially, the publishing order is the order you should be reading it in. Yeah, assuming but, everything's on time. Right. <laughs> right. That that is a a big caveat too. But the fact is though, it's like the publishing order doesn't have anything to do with you know, your like even as a person that buys comics, it's like okay, like if I'm not like paying extra special attention or if I'm not like invested in trying to like make sure I read all the metal books, there's not any way that I would necessarily know that I should be buying like this rather ra- random like Hawkman metal book, yeah. In, in order to continue the story, when what I'm thinking I need to be read- reading next is metal number three, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and like, like if you get if you get Hawkman before, like if you're getting that before metal number three, you're like way ahead, and you messed yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like but, it's it's wild. And then. Uh, I'll give a quick synopsis, because, like, I doubt anybody remembers what metal is or Reddit or anything. Also, Tiger Claw has to go to sleep. Oh, okay. So let me make this longer. So metal (laughs) is about a giant bat demon that's talked about in some other Batman stuff. And he... Huh? I think his name is Barbatos or something. Barbados. Okay. and um, it's Barbatos. Oh, is it really? Oh, right, right, right. There's this T, Barbatos, and um, he uh, is this big demon thing. They explain who he is later in the series, 
And he basically just wants the downfall of uh, the multiverse because he's from the dark multiverse and he's tired of the dark and wants everybody to suffer because he's not in the light, he's in the dark. And that leads to uh, him amassing an army of evil Batman created from ideas, failures, and fears of regular universe Bruce Wayne. And uh, his his lead army dude is uh, the Batman who laughs. So they go, and um, the thing I really liked about this whole story is, like, the good guys just kept fucking up. Yeah. Like, every turn, they thought they had it, and they kept fucking up. Uh, even Batman, and you know, Batman, nine times out of ten, didn't fuck up. And he just fucked up the whole way. Dark Knight's Metal is just Batman fucked up. That's the title, like underscore title, and it's so. Um, Barbados is basically on the verge of winning, and it leads to, without spoiler, because it doesn't really spoil anything. Cyborg becoming upgraded cyborg because of a mother box. And singing his own theme. And I love this part because if you ever see uh, Teen Titans Go, he has his own theme in that. So that gets him all hyped up. And I kept thinking about that song when he, this part in the comic happened. And it was <laughs> hilarious to me. So they, uh, it goes to the end. They end up um, not taking out Barbados Barbados and everything's all hunky dory because hey they won but they didn't really win the end at what point did dupe come out <laughs> dupe <laughs> well dupe he was a uh, he was with the detective chimp and they were hanging out and um that was about it he got drunk in that bar uh what the fuck is the name of the bar in some pocket verse, he died. The end. Did you listen to the album? Some of it. It's uh, I heard it before I started reading, and I thought it was a real good album. Then I started reading, and it's like that album doesn't do the story justice because it's not very metal at all. Yeah. Like, there's shit happening in the comic that they should have got some really hard metal shit in that album. Yeah. Especially, like, the dudes that made the book. Like, their pedigree in what they like in metal is documented. And it's none of those dudes. They didn't get any bands to be on it either. Like, they just got, like, different singers and different... They got dudes from bands, but not yeah. actual bands. Not actual bands. And I think the actual singers they got weren't metal singers. They were like yeah, exactly. pop singers or whatever. That... Yeah. Like, it, it, it's a good rock album, but it's not metal at all. And I think it the way they did the album is good for a mainstream audience. But it doesn't fit with the kind of story that it was. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's it's mass appeal that they're going for. It's like you look at the Batman who laughs, and it's like, okay, that's straight up cradle of filth, you know, like yeah. that. Or even if you want to go softer, you can do you know <clears throat> tribulation or, or Sarah Conquering, you know. But like they, they even there's even a reference to like five, uh, what the hell was her name? Five Finger Death Punch. Oh yeah, like there's an actual reference in the comic. Yeah. They could have got that. Yeah, and they're know, not it's, even that metal, like, but they're a good fit for that album. Yeah, and they they're an they, actual they, band, like I even I you know they're not like the metalist band around, see, but they're that, okay. That's the other reason why I love that cyborg thing about the theme, because that song from Teen Titans Go is not metal at all, <laughs> but it would have fit. It would have fit in that little time frame, and I don't know. There, there's parts of this story-wise and uh, album-wise that they dropped the ball. Baby Battle wouldn't have fit. Um, but yeah, there's stuff that they dropped the ball on. And I don't remember the time frame. Did Metal come out before the new Shazam came out? The the comic? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll give it a pass that they didn't have... Shazam in there because they had the wizard, so that's enough for me. But other than that, it, it was a good story. I liked it. I gotta read uh, whatever follow ups that they have to this. Uh, yeah, the Batman who laughs and the Joker who laughs. I haven't started the the ongoing yet, but I'm gonna get to it. I think that's what's next, right? I think so, because I've seen stuff for, like, retellings of stories that happened in the DC universe, but on the dark multiverse side. Yeah. Like, I definitely I see, feel I, like, 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 I mean, again, kind of like Elseworlds tales with different, yeah. different people. But the, the thing about these Elseworlds is that because of events that happened in Metal, it could easily bleed into the regular universe. Right. Like, uh, they're, they're, they got the dark telling of Death of Superman. They got a dark nightfall. There was a dark blackest night, I think. Yeah. There was something else, I think, too. But I don't remember who it was. Oh, that reminded me. The one thing I really hated about this story. <laughs> they made Lobo look like a bitch. Like a bigger bitch than New 52 Lobo. Like design-wise wow. or, or the way they wrote him? The way they wrote him, the way he got taken out. Like, it was sad, man. Huh. I mean, he went out talking shit, but still, he didn't have any offense or anything. <laughs> Looks like a jobber. Yeah. So, what would you rate Dark Knight's Metal out of five? Heck, uh, I give it five. I liked it. Oh wow! 
Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, it's it was very focused on Batman, but it's not like like R.I.P. to to R.I.P. to Final Crisis was very uh what do I want to say like an intellectual focused on Batman kind of character study thing where it's all about Batman, his mental thinking about how to go about stuff, how he prepares and everything. And then the breakdown of that, when the bad guys try to come after him mm-hmm. and metal is just like, wasn't about the way he goes about things mentally. It was about how he isolates himself to try to protect others but it ends up biting them in the ass Mm -hmm. and that it was something different because there was never really a big scale story like that the closest thing would maybe be Nightfall Mm -hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't done in the same way like Nightfall you know what I mean and that's what I loved about this one cool Thank you, Heck. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moses, you ready for a heavy metal minute? Yeah, Tire Claw, hit that heavy metal music. The heavy metal minute music. It's that time again for another heavy metal minute. Dustin Shootoffer, drummer for Walls of Jericho. He's been a drummer since 2004 up until now. We'll see how it goes after this. He was arrested in Oregon with 632 pounds of marijuana. <clears throat> and he had a suspected 36.8 pounds of butane honey oil. Uh, I don't know if you know what butane honey oil is, but if you do, 36 pounds is a lot. But according to Fox 12 Oregon, shoot offer was stopped on Highway 140 East on October 23rd. At about 3 in the afternoon, he had a traffic violation. State Trooper Adam Miller got a search warrant for the vehicle. Uh, according to Miller, the driver stated, she offered, he was going to Ohio with the truck, but they didn't know the marijuana was in the back. She uh, offered is in Klamath County Jail. Uh, he's charged with exporting marijuana. Exporting extract, possession of controlled substance, and distribution of controlled substance. Marijuana <laughs> uh, possession, uh, possession of extract, and distribution of controlled substance extract. <clears throat> um, he's on $45,000 bail and was uh, denied entry into a country drug court program by the district attorney's office. Due to the amount of the egg, he had a little protection. Yeah, poor guy. He's trying to get his medicine to grandma. Original guitarist for Thin Lizzy, Eric Bell, is uh, is angry now. After 20 years has passed, he's angry at Metallica for not paid him 20,000 or 2,000 pounds. Uh, he came, he was all expenses paid in the room and board, food, 
but he said that by the time you performed Whiskey in the Jar for him and he left, he gave him a bunch of merch and sent them on his way. He feels he is over 2,000 pounds from that performance in 1999. It's an interesting time. I'm sure he's been for bankrupt here in season two <laughs> or something. But yeah, it's weird that now, like, who doesn't get a, a contract or at least a verbal agreement on $2,000? In his statement, he also didn't mention that they had told him they were going to pay him. But they flew him out and paid for everything. And uh, I, I think. I think Metallica will, you know, my prediction is that they're going to give it to him after the fact, just because they're like, they don't need it. Like, they're Metallica. 5% of the population of Denmark went to their concert. <laughs> One concert. Uh, in other news, Necro Butcher is now not angry at the film Lords of Chaos. Uh, the film is now uh, available on various streaming platforms and documents the early 90s late 80s black metal scene in Norway uh, based on a book of the same name. Uh, Necro Butcher was a, a, a against the whole thing early on and then in a recent statement in an interview he says basically there was a lot of people trying to get rights and he didn't have any, he didn't think anybody would ever do well and when the movie was in theaters he was talking shit about it but now that he watched it on DVD he actually watched it and he says he's okay with it. He says that it feels like even the recreation of the sets um, was successful. He says a lot of things like that. He goes into details of how hard it was to get a, a contract signed. Like he wanted to sell rights to music at one point um, for the movie. And basically they gave him a one-page contract and he said, no, this isn't right. And then they gave him a 50-page contract and then he never heard from them. So he doesn't even know who actually ended up making the movie. He said it had been in limbo for about 10 to 15 years. But yeah, he's happy with Mayhem portrayal in the movie. So he, he's happy for that. The book he was still pissed about because they uh, they showed a picture of his friend's suicide in the book. Now if you remember correctly, that's the picture they used on their next album. So I don't know why he's that mad. You know, but yeah. Black Metal Dude. I'm Moses Magnum. This has been a heavy metal week. I agree with Moses. I don't know why he's so mad. Yeah, well, black metal dudes are weird. <laughs> uh, Dark Knight Tech says Necro Butcher the wrestler? And I don't know. Maybe he wrestles too, but he's the basis for mayhem. I know that dude's crazy though. What, so that dude, where did that dude get arrested with six hundred plus pounds of marijuana? Uh, in Oregon. Is it not legal there? I well, I don't know what the laws in Oregon are here. For example, like just carrying a certain that amount, yeah, is is bad. So I'm yeah, gonna, you probably need a license or something. Yeah, and and he was going into Ohio, which. <laughs> it's definitely not legal there. It's not legal, so you know, he should have said he. Yeah, he should have just filed the paperwork. Like that's a lot if, of marijuana. Even if he's going to like to Ohio, like just say, "Oh, I was. I'm just picking up a friend, and we're going down to California." You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, that's fair, man. Come on, Doom Plague, you gotta legalize it. 
<laughs> yes. He's it's in definitely Doom Plague's fault. Yeah. It's holding up that process. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we do some comic book news? Yeah, let's do some comic book news. Comic book news. We should have a like uh, like Curry. <laughs> Well, not, not like that, but like. Moses. Yeah. Have you been following Mike Wellman on social media? A little bit, but not in the last week. Did you hear about the split? In in comic book. Yes. No. Yeah. Mike Mike Wellman is, is separating himself from the comic bug. Oh, wow. I know. Which, you know, for those of you listening, the comic bug is uh, uh, basically the other premier store in, I, I mean, I, I want to say the South Bay area, but realistically, much like Jeffries, that, you know, if they started expanding and bought Heidi Ho to be in the Santa Monica area. Um, Comic Bug was down here in the South Bay area, and then they expanded into Culver City. Um, But Mike Wellman was basically one of the two primary partners with with June. And, uh, yeah, they had some kind of falling out, and he put it on social media that he is no longer affiliated with Comic Bug, and he's actually... he says, which is, and this is the part that makes it news to me, because I, I haven't gotten this, the opportunity to speak with him, and it's definitely like I would love to have him on the show to kind of just talk about the business. Not that he has to get into like details on the personal part of it, but he he says he's going to open a new shop, and it's supposed to happen soon. So, oh. like, he's supposed to open a new shop in the downtown area. Wow. So, yeah. That's the closest thing we get to a silver lining for the whole thing. Because obviously, Comic Bug is a great store. Um, and uh, the, the Comic Bug Culver City is another great comic book shop. Uh, but I feel like, you know, Mike Wellman, his personality and who he is brought a lot of what made those okay. stores great. I'm so glad you said that, Larry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, like, like we broadcast from the comic bug in the past. Oh yeah, we've done stuff with the comic bug, like in terms of like, you know, free comic book day interviews and shit like that. Yeah, Juke was nowhere to be found. Right, like, right. So it, yeah. everybody who goes there talks to to Mike. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's definitely like the heart and soul of of those stores. Yeah, uh, even when he's why. bouncing oh. between the two of them. He should open the, mm-hmm. the comic book. Uh, yeah, I wonder he, what. He should open what? Just open it next to comic book. Get rid of that Taekwondo studio and, and <laughs> <laughs> get rid of that Taekwondo studio. There is in fact a Taekwondo studio, but but that's the thing. Like, comic Bug bought the store next to them and turned it into the Game Bug, which is like a, a basically another store that's dedicated to like tabletop gaming and collectible cards and all that kind of stuff. It it is literally connected to the comic bug. So, you know, but it it wasn't at first. Like when the store was initially bought, 
that was a different store. I can't even remember what it was. And they ended up buying them out and expanding. And so, you know, I, I don't know that the, um, I don't know that um, the audience or the, the customer base at large necessarily knows that Mike is not affiliated anymore. But I think once it gets out, you know, there are going to be people this, that are definitely going to be yeah, could looking this be the to, end? to support him. Could this be the end of that? Say story? again? Could this be the end of that? I, you know, I don't know if it'll be the end only because I think there it has a base. And, you know, there's people like the comic bug has like one of the best uh, free comic book days around in the neighborhood. But no, I feel that, like but, uh, uh, what? On Wednesdays, they have the broadest selection of new stuff. Yeah, they they definitely they definitely like and you know like they have a lot of lot of shit that comes out on Wednesdays. That yeah, other a lot of indies. Yeah. So you know, I don't know if the, the store will definitely like. I don't feel like the store is going to shrivel up and die. It also I feel like they have a, a loyal a loyal customer base there, but I think it will get split some. It serves a a um a base of people in that area. You know? Exactly. So the, at least the main one, the original one, the people right. in that area, that's where they're going to go. Right. It, you know, I, if somebody does take over, the smart thing would be not to change the name, but yeah, no, I don't think, I don't if, think they're going to change the name. If, even if they change the name, it, it might be, you know, but, and then the one in Culver city, like that one's been there forever. It was right. Think right, so that one's still gonna do good. I'm more concerned about the downtown area one that Mike is doing because downtown isn't cheap anymore, and no, there there might be a base there, but there's also competition. Well, are, is there like what what comic book stores are downtown in downtown LA? Last bookstore is like one of the biggest comic book stores. Well, it's not a, a, a it's a bookstore period, and then it has a big comic book collect, uh, section. Oh, I didn't I did not know that. Yeah. But is it comic book comic books or graphic novels? Everything, like you uh, can weekly stuff. You can get your pop dolls. You can get your graphic novels. You know. I bet Jeffrey Dang. is. I bet Jeffrey has contacted that guy to come to work at his store instead. Maybe. No, no. You know, ironically enough, I mean, Mike started out at Jeffrey's. Like when when I would go to Jeffrey's back in the day, uh, Mike worked there, and you know, it, like Mike basically graduated. You know, he he decided when he Larry to do was it. a wee young and. Right, right, exactly. When when was, when I was and then hadn't graduated to races. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was barely prejudiced. He could, he could go back to his but, roots. Yeah, so but I don't think I don't think you know, it's not the kind of thing I think where, you know, once you're an owner, you don't go back and you can't try to work for somebody else. So, yeah, but it's interesting though because like a lot of the things that made comic bug what it is like the events and like you know the kind of energy mike was the one that kind of brought that to the table and you know he's he said that that's going to continue at the new store and you know i on social media i have seen people say like hey you know i like 
apparently there was a whole contingent of people that live closer to downtown that would make their way to Manhattan Beach because they like supporting Mike. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah, yeah, it's Manhattan Beach, right? Not, yeah. yeah, it's Manhattan Beach. But they're like, oh, hey, if you open a store in downtown, it's closer for me. I will definitely support you there. I'll go there. Da, da, da. And so I think, like, what you're saying is right, Mo. Like, there's a contingent of people that 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 are served by the store being in that area. But I think there's some people that will travel just to support Mike. And then there are others that were already traveling that that store might actually be closer for. So, you know, I'll keep I'll keep us updated. And, you know, maybe, like I said, at some point we can talk to Mike and find out, like, you know, what the new thing is going to be. I'm going to the tra- great L.A. comic book war. <laughs> I'm going to travel to support Mike because. Yeah. No, I would like to, too. I, you know, I think actually I think he said it's going to be the atomic basement. Uh, yeah. Which, which has- I think yeah. is his his company for his actual like his his own comics, I think. Well, I met him when he was. On the first Atomic Basement book, Mac Afro. Yeah. Like, he had a, a, a booth next to ours at the first Pasadena Comic Con. Yeah. And uh, we had a great time just hanging out with him, me and my brother. I didn't know anything about Comic Bug or anything at the time. I just met him, and he was like, I, this guy's cool. Yeah. No, he's super cool. Always friendly. You know. It's wild, though, because he's like... Of like big time um, anti-Trump guy, yeah. like, like one of those like like kind of violently oh, yeah. ag- against Trump on social media, yeah. <laughs> which is like one of those things where like Michael says some stuff and I'm like, whoa man, that's that's kind of extreme. <laughs> it's well, not even like oh I disagree. It's just like I don't know if I would have said it like that. He's punk rock. Yeah, that no, is. Mike is definitely punk rock. You're right. It is. Punk rock was the original like alt left or whatever they call them now. <laughs> the, the the far left. Yeah, the pu- punks are like that. Like they're punk before it was cool. Like AOC was just the twinkle in her daddy's eye with punk. <laughs> yeah, but but Bernie was there. <laughs> yeah. Ber- Bernie's the first punk rocker. <laughs> yeah, he was flying first class. <laughs> Oh, man. But anyway, so Dick yeah, it says just the parling at DTLA will cost as much as a graphic novel. Just the <laughs> word. I don't know what the parling is, but I think he said, I think he means uh, the parking. Sounds horrible though. <laughs> right? No, parking in downtown LA is terrible. So yeah, they better have a lot. Even though I'm sure that he'll be able to make. Say what? They have a lot of meters. So if you go like on Wednesday. You can do meter parking like nothing. It's just, you know, it'll be, you know, depends on where he opens it. If yeah. he opens it, on, if he opens it on, on Maple, you can get a lot of meters. But if he opens up on Figueroa, it might be a little tricky. Yeah. 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 Downtown Tucson's the same. <laughs> fucking, fucking meters. There it is. All right. I, what else is happening news what? I think I went to downtown Tucson once to a comic book shop, and it was close. I don't know, man. There's a book. There's like a newsstand, but no, no comic stores down there. It might have been Mesa. Maybe. Uh, they're making a superhero film with uh, what's her faces? 
Octavia Spencer and da, 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 da. oh Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, I so, did see that. I just I, I, but that. is it really a superhero? I don't know. They just look like they're superheroes in that suits, but who knows? I don't it's know called, what the movie is. Or, it's called Thunder um, Force. Yeah, and it's for Netflix. Yeah, it could be just like super cops. But they look pretty good in it. Like, I'm surprised. The costumes look pretty good. That's all I can tell you about that. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's coming out. I don't know. I don't know nothing about it. (laughs) You gonna watch it? I mean, it's on Netflix. Like, I'll probably give it a shot. I like Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. Yeah. Octavia Spencer was in the Academy Award winning film. That's true. Which one, Larry? The, uh, whatchamacallit? The Help, right? And that one got an Academy Award? I thought it did. And I, you know, and well, I, I feel like that's what got, uh, whatchamacallit the nomination. Um, I was talking about The Shape of Water. I know you didn't watch that. Oh, no. I, I would have. No, it's a monster movie. No, but, but it's a love story monster movie, right? <laughs> I don't like monsters. And I mean, know, yeah, but I would not. I would watch that. And, I, and I've only seen Melissa McCarthy in the Ghostbusters reboot. Never saw her in anything else. <laughs> that's it. Really? Yeah, that's, I, that's it. She, she, she. You does never a lot saw of comedies. I saw. I, she I did only like saw. Five. Yeah, she done a lot of movies, but they're movies that I'm not that I'm not really into. So I only. No, saw you want to see? She was in the Gilmore Girls for like five seasons. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I've and, never and, seen Gilmore and, Girls. And, you know, this may be a superhero movie, but at least she was in a comic book movie recently. What was that? Which one? Uh, the Kitchen. You, uh, you guys reviewed it on the what? show before. The yeah. Kitchen. That's right. Yeah. Joe talked about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, uh, her, there's uh, a Green Lantern choke. Yeah. yeah, Green Lantern show. Say it again. Go ahead, Tiger. Yeah, so that Green Lantern show is coming to HBO Max and not on, you know, on the DC app or CW. So what's the deal with that? <laughs> Uh, I talked about that earlier. But it's, it's Greg Berlanti still doing it, so you know it's gonna be everybody's gonna have Green Lantern rings. It's it's HBO throwing out money, saying and hey, eventually, it, is, eventually uh, all have like an office setting. Will it? Uh, <laughs> is it gonna is it gonna be connected to the Arrowverse or is it gonna be its own universe? Who cares, man? Really, who is cares? Because it, it's like. I'm already spending a bunch of money on DC Universe, and it's like, should I do it on HBO Go too? Like on HBO Max? Like, what the fuck? Well, well, you well, you don't have to spend money to watch this other series that they just announced. They just announced a Superman and Lewis TV series, but it's the they, Superman. They and did Lewis. that in the nineties. Yeah, they, yeah, but it's the Superman and Lewis from the Supergirl series that they're going to do. But, but so he's going to be gay? 
<laughs> what is that version of Superman gay? No, I'm asking like because it's Superman and Lewis. <laughs> That's what they're calling this show. I mean, Lois, L- 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 call Lois. You Lois, sure it's how, not Lewis? Lois, whatever. <laughs> No, well, 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 one, well, one is technically a guy's yeah, name, and one, yeah, one is a girl's not, name. So. Yeah, it's very different. It's just, a, it's just. A very, I mean, unless you call her Louise, unless you're fighting MMA, it's the same. But <laughs> jeez, Louise. Yeah, Lois. Spider Man, uh, Superman, and Lois. That's that's a different show than Superman and Louise. <laughs> I'd yeah, be so more interested in Superman that. and Louise. So they're gonna make that. Oddly one. enough, that Superman would be good in Superman and Louise. Wait, who's Superman? It's some guy that looks like he's got too big of a, too thick of a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, is it the same one from a uh, Supergirl? He's like Armenian, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's okay. that dude. Yeah. Uh, fuck that guy. Well, he's an okay to... Superman, but he just looks too swarthy. That costume is horrible, though. Yeah, but they're all. They it's all. like, it's like a pirate Superman. <laughs> And then with that five o'clock shadow, shit. How, how much? I wonder how much of this series is going to be him being Superman as opposed to just being Clark Kent the whole time. You remember that uh, yeah. Lewis and Clark Adventures of Superman series? <laughs> Lewis and Clark. I remember that. Lo- Lewis, Lewis and Clark, Clark and the Adventures of Superman, oh. which which it was mostly just him being Clark Kent and <laughs> Superman yeah, thrown in. I was good with that. It had Terry Hatcher in it, so I was good. Yeah, that was a good show, though. I I wasn't a fan of it. And Howie Mandel Mandel as Mr. Missile Spicklick. Was he in that? Yeah. Fuck. He was Mixel (laughs) Spicklick. I don't remember that. (laughs) Why are you laughing, Larry? The way way you said it was How should I say it? Mixel Spicklick. That's what it is. I agree. Yeah. What's his first name, Luis? (laughs) <laughs> That's what I said. Mixel's first name, Mister. <laughs> Mister Luis Mixel Spicklet. Sanchez. <laughs> His brother is Rick Sanchez. <laughs> they both travel dimension. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's a Star Wars setback. The dude, uh, David Benioff and DB Weiss of Game of Thrones fame, exit the next round of movies. Yeah, because they have a they have wait, a wait. they have a show that they're working on for Netflix apparently, so they're gonna go and do that instead. What's the show? You know, I don't know. I think they got a development know. deal. Yeah, they, yeah, they have a oh, development that- deal with Netflix to do a show for them. But have you guys heard about? You know, they they did a panel recently where they were talking about working on Game of Thrones, and apparently when they did the first season. They had no idea what they were doing. It was their first time doing a TV show oh, and all stuff, and, and they they talk about like how you know they uh, they they had a hard time making the show when they finished adapting every every book that that was out there. So that's what happened, uh, you know, during their later during the later seasons when they had nothing to base no source material to base it all off. They had to come up with some stuff, and that's why a lot of fans were unhappy with season eight and all that stuff. 
I don't. Well, one of those dudes, I think it's D.B. Weiss. I'll, you know, I'll support him because he likes metal. There are a pair of dudes that failed upward, apparently. They just got lucky. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, they did good because they were adapting so. the source material, but they were not doing very well when they were trying to come up with new stuff. Well, the thing is, the, the source material they were adapting stopped coming out. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> and that, and that's when that's when they had problems with the show. When the fans but that's not their fault. Like, they just, they, you know, they, they want to do something that would, like, you know, if you have that source material, like, okay, what would happen? Okay, maybe this, this, and that. And then, you know, George R. R. Martin's like, okay, let these guys fail, and then I'll do something different. So wait, so are we blaming George R. R. Martin? I, yeah. Yeah, I am. Oh, okay. He's watching them fail, and then he'll do something different. That's fair. Because even the ending we got, like, it was always said that that ending was George R. R. Martin's ending. So, but so, he hadn't even finished yet. Exactly, but that was the ending he had in mind. Even before the season came out, they're like, "We're working with the ending that he has in mind." So now he could just change it because people didn't like it. And who knows if it. he didn't like just make that shit up? Yeah, what you guys said. Yeah, sorry, Larry. What'd you say? <laughs> I was like, or he could write it better. Well, yeah. Now that he has something, he knows what didn't work. Uh, Jeffrey Wright is confirmed to play Commissioner Gordon in the Batman. Yeah, I, I guess like you can kiss the DCEU goodbye because if they're gonna go, I mean, we did that. I mean, we it, did that still, at the beginning of the year. I thought. Uh, no, 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 it's still it's still gonna I, be going on I, with. I, I, uh, I saw, huh? It's still gonna be going on. I with, saw. Oh my god. I said it's still going to be going on with uh the new Wonder Woman uh the new Suicide Squad and uh Birds of Prey. Suicide Suicide Squad, the new Suicide nah. Squad. Th- those are the only DCEU movies so far, but the Batman is going to be completely separate. It seems. And we all know those can handle the whole universe. Yep. That's the whole universe right there. Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, they're going to go fight uh, Steppenwolf again. So, Larry, what do you think of Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon? You know, I'm not sure I like it. Yeah, like, he's, a, he's a great actor, but I don't know that he's the right fit. But he's black. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not. It's There's not that prejudice. It's not. I mean, what, but it, I mean, he's not. Is he black? Yeah, he's black. <laughs> He's no, really. I, I didn't. I didn't know he was a black guy. You, never, you, I, I, you sound. I know he's a minority. You but... sound just like Roseanne. You, so you, you, you never watched know, Westworld. No, she was black. So you didn't watch Westworld. That's where yeah. he was from. Or Boardwalk Empire. Like I know what the guy looks like. The guy's great. I, mean, I, mean, I just he, don't think he's the right fit for Gordon. He, he he's another one of those. Yeah, he's another one of those actors that now done something for Marvel and DC now. What would he do for Marvel? Uh, he's, do- he's doing the voice of Oatu for the What If series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, that's not coming out. 
That's coming out. That is yeah. coming out. See, he's actually a great pick for the voice of the Watcher. That sounds amazing, actually. <laughs> Notice that that prejudice against the DC stuff. <laughs> I just think he has a voice that sounds like a Watcher. <laughs> he doesn't have one that sounds like Commissioner Gordon. No, he doesn't. <laughs> like no, he doesn't know. So, he... so, what voice should Commissioner Gordon have? Like Commissioner Gordon should sound like an old like white a man, grizzled East Coaster. Oh, and and he can't sound like that. I've never heard him sound like that. He sound he his voice is very refined. You know what I mean? So you never saw um, what's that movie? Damn it. Where did he play the East, the grizzled East Coaster? <laughs> I've never seen. I've seen him play a gangster. Damn. I mean, he's played a lot of roles. He's very versatile. I just don't. But think you just that, don't think he could be a grizzled East Coaster? I mean, I just, I think that it's not gonna seem like he's Commissioner Gordon. I mean, Batman won't seem like Batman technically. So, fuck all the rules of this movie. Because of Pattinson, you don't feel, feel like he'll be able to pull it off? Also, also hey, I, I don't know. I'm going in with an open mind. You never saw Basquiat? No. Larry? I'm offended you would think I would watch a movie like that. It's a good movie. I don't, know, I don't watch good movies, man. Larry, you never saw Basquiat? Mm-mm. If uh, if Commissioner Gordon can be black in this movie, so can Catwoman. So can Robin. We already had a black Catwoman. So can Batman. <laughs> what if we had? I a think black we've already Joker? established. It. What? If what? I mean, what if we had Joker? a black Joker? That's well, just giving into racism. The black Joker comes out in Lewis and Clark. <laughs> I never saw that episode. <laughs> Good lord. That's all I got for news. Play that rap of music. We're going to get the fuck out of here. Alrighty then. Alright. Larry, man, give us some final thoughts. <laughs> okay. Uh. Uh, yeah, Je- it looks like Jeffrey Wright is Latino Africanos. From the beat? Say what? Where's he from? Hold on, I'm trying to find out. It's like the the, the link won't click. The link He's from won't Florida. Click. He's from- <laughs> right. Uh. <laughs> You know what? Hold on. It's not saying. It's not saying. I thought Look, he's keeping there. it he's keeping it a tight a tight knit secret. That's my final thought. <laughs> he's he's from born in Washington DC. You don't get more black than that. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> what does that mean? But but do you get the East Coast accent though? Well, he had he's had it. 
Like he played Basquiat. There you go. Like he played an East Coast guy. Graffiti artist that was grizzled. There you go. Does that not please you, Larry? That he what? <laughs> he played Basquiat. <laughs> he, he was born in the East Coast. Oh, okay. That's great. <laughs> was he born in New York? In D.C. In D.C.? No, it's not the same. He was born in D.C. He's playing a D.C. movie. What more do you want? <laughs> it was born. I don't in- know. I'm sure. I'm sure I could think of the You're black just- man that could be Commissioner Gordon. All right. Well, why don't you give it to us? He died. He it's died. The, it's the lightning round. He died yesterday. Why don't you tell us who could be the black man that could be Jim Gordon? Uh, let's see. Who's uh, the black guy that could be Jim Keith Gordon? David? I don't know. <laughs> Keith David? Uh, you know what? That Keith David's works. closer, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Larry. Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, yeah, Keith David, like, like, I feel like Keith David is closer. Like, I would, I would feel less away about it. Keith David sounds southern in almost everything he, he when he you know when he's talking normal and not being you know Spawn or God or <laughs> no, I, Argo I, like he sounds southern in everything. I I agree with you, but but his voice is like friggin' I mean you know you know the the timber of his voice like he sounds like he could definitely be a a police commissioner. Okay. <laughs> like, it gets Larry going. Right, Jeffrey Wright sounds like. A friggin' like like the smartest guy in the room. Again, you haven't seen Basquiat, so <laughs> what? What? Okay, I think we've established that. What? Yeah. What? What you should be telling me is why I need to see it. I mean, you're not gonna like the movie, but he's good in it, and he plays a grizzled East Coaster with a grizzled East Coast voice. What's the name? What's the name of the movie? Basquiat. <laughs> Like it sounds like a it's a it's not an English word, right? Well, yeah. It, okay, B A S Q U I A T. Okay, what is that? It's a movie. <laughs> yeah, but what, what does that sounds, mean? What is sounds it? Sounds like it's a title it's of a right. foreign movie or something. It, it's French for basket. Yeah. But that's okay. A, well, then what's wrong with that? I, look, I didn't even know that. I just know that's his name. It's an artist, a famous artist. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, don't, like, like, I don't know that. I said he played Basquiat. Like, I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> like you, you keep saying it. I'm like, I don't. How is that? How do you keep saying it? How does that make it me understand? I don't know what you're He's talking the about. Dude that like invented street art as in defining it from differencing it, differentiating it from graffiti. You know, he like, was Banksy before Banksy. Yeah, he's the guy that influenced Banksy. Hey, hey, I'm sorry that I'm not up on the street art, well. I'm not. I'm not uh, as educated as you in that regard. Should have gone to dinner with your boss. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why don't you give us a final thought? How about that? I just did, man. You should have gone to dinner with your boss. <laughs> 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 yeah. Heck, do you want to give us a final thought? I don't know, man. Basquiat. That's my final thought. There it is. Tiger Claw. My final thought will be uh, I'm going to go see Terminator Dark Fate this weekend. So should you. 
Does that come out this weekend? Yep. I, I thought it was already out. Yeah, I did. I did too. November first. You said is what? When it comes out. November first is when it comes Fair out. Enough. This Friday. Hey, today's the thirtieth, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, Devil's night. Well, well, it was the thirtieth. It is now the thirty-first. I'm not on the East Coast. I don't care. <laughs> Sucks for you, man. Uh, we should. I'm living in the past. Yeah. <laughs> for the entire nah, fantastic. I don't give a shit. Thank you all for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, please follow us on social media. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you want to talk about. Hit us on all of our social media: uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, uh, friggin' Facebook. Look for Fantastic Forum there. This is Fantastic Forum, and we'll be back next week only on allgames.com.